<laughs> All right, we're gonna say welcome to scripts and giggles. That is the thing is, there's so many times when I've seen Beyonce run, and I'm thinking, okay, this is a moment where it's gonna get out of tune. She's just she always brings it back. Always sounds amazing. Whatever you did just then. No, when you replay it, I'll know. I'll be like, you know, there is something in that musically. Yeah. Because I've got the E. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, ha, so, ha, ha, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop ha. now. <laughs> Welcome to Scripts and Giggles with Shoshana and Marnie Knowles. <laughs> Carter. Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the Carter in the air. She's Mrs. Carter. No, I'm, I'm, I'm personally not. I'm a relative of Beyonce Solange. I'm not a relative of Jay-Z. <laughs> Call me Marnie Knowles. Marnie Knowles. That, I mean, that actually had a little ring to it. I don't like it. it. I like Marnie Michaels better. <laughs> Why was it Michaels? Because all their names were Jessica Johansson, Marnie Michaels. Like, it's all surnames that... It's the same letters. Oh, yeah. Hannibal Beth, oh, Shapiro. So oh, my God. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I Like, I liked girls, but I watched it once and I think I'm good. But the boys did not have... Um, boys did not have... Yeah. Um... I think she wants to indicate the, the boys were messed up. The boys are not part of the girls. No, they're not. Yeah, no, no. But yeah, let's move on. I have a gripe for the week. I feel like every now and again, I get to the point where I have to shout out, either in my head or out loud, at our big, big ages, why are we doing things like this? And my big gripe is, I, I think there's some social etiquette around hosting about invites, about parties, especially in your home. And I had this week a friend. You have a friend? <laughs> I had a group of friends that we had met up the week before and we were now planning when we were going to meet up again, which perfect honest, the way the time is, it's the time now and the next time we're going to meet is for Christmas. Like We have to be for real. Um, and then one of the friends out of the blue was like, oh, uh, Shoshana, we're hosting at your house and we'll all bring the meals. And perfectly honest, and that was in the group chat. That was the first time I've seen it, heard about it. I wasn't even asked. I was told. In my own house. I just feel like at our big, big ages, don't invite ourselves to people's houses. Like our, our uncles, our aunties, the, the, the older generation, they could just rock up at people's houses uninvited. And I remember seeing a TikTok about this where a girl was saying, how is it that when we're older, we would just be dragged to people's, any other aunties and uncles house to go and just hang out with them. If someone came to my house unannounced, I'm not opening the door for them. I probably would call the police. That's what she said. And now I'm just understanding it now. Like, I don't understand where we've got to a generation where there's, so, there's a, such a lack of boundaries that you can just rock up at people's homes or say you're gonna, um, so you're just gonna rock up to someone's home or they will host you. Or, which is my worst gripe, is if you have a party and you bring someone unannounced, uninvited and expect them, expect to feed them in your own home. It's just my big thing. And at our big, big ages, we just need to learn to respect people's boundaries. I'm done. Wow. Run done. Um, you're right, made me think of two things. Go on. The first thing was, I remember at university, there was, <laughs> there was a girl on our corridor who other people would be like, well, we're all going to Sophie's room, so you should come. And when I tell you, Shoshana, I opened the door to this girl's room and 
just shit everywhere. Oh my god. On the floor, dirty oh knickers. My gosh. I said, I don't know where you guys grew up, but you don't want to invite someone to somebody else's this is room. Rude. And you don't embarrass me by inviting people to my room when my room looks like this. <laughs> I sat there for maybe max five minutes. I said, I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. I had my t-shirt over. I said, I'm, listen, I'm not the tidiest person in the world. Like, I like make a, a mess, but I'm not dirty. Yeah. Like, I've got a difference between mess it's and dirt. dirt. Yeah. You are not going to come into my bedroom at any time and see dirty knickers on the floor. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> even the case when I was a child. It's not going to yeah. be a case now. Like, we are 19, 20 years old. Yeah. And you are having people sit in your room and telling them, oh, move stuff out of the way if you want. Oh, no. Clear a space on the floor. Like, oh, now I'm looking back, I'm like, that girl was either That's... severely depressed or mentally ill because what yeah. the hell? What the hell is going on here? Yeah. Like, you you wake up every morning to this. I'm so, like, and my brain is so cluttered that if I was... I need to wake up to a clean room. Otherwise, I'd yeah. be like, well, my day's ruined because yeah. this is going to get worse from here. I, just, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. And that's when I knew, like, no offence, certain people of certain colours have no decorum. No. They will, they will do exactly what you just said, which is invite people to places that they don't even have the right to invite people to. Yeah. And apparently, <laughs> they could just turn their nose up to filth. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm... Maybe it's the pride that has been instilled in me. I, I don't think pride as in, like, I think I'm better than people, but, like, I have always been taught, like, your home, the way you present into yeah. the world, needs to be tip-top. Oh, yeah, yeah. How can I be allowing people to come into my house? My house is a tip. And the person could... Even if the person said to me, oh, yeah, no, I don't mind. They do. They do, they do. Come on. Nobody wants to sit with girl. Nobody yeah. does. So that was the first thing I thought. Yeah. And I thought of, like, it was actually crazy that... It's because you were invited by someone else. I was invited by someone, someone else, else to someone else's day room. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second thing I thought of was... What was the second thing I thought of? It was to do with people... Remember when we went to a friend's party and somebody turned up with someone else? Oh my gosh, yes. And she was like, who the fuck is that? And we were like, I don't know. No. She's like, what are we going to do? Why didn't he tell me? And I was like, People are actually quite rude. This is so you know rude. It's so rude. In some people's defence, like there are certain things, certain times where like inviting other people to a party is not a big deal because yeah. there are going to be a ton of people at this party anyway. Yeah. Like you, my one extra person will not make a difference. Yeah. If it's an intimate affair, yeah. and I know every single person I've invited, yeah. you bring in someone is like you are setting that person up because now I'm gonna be like, who is this yeah. and why are they here? In like we we have thirteen party favors and you invited one, a one more person, yeah. so it's like completely thrown it off. And I feel like, just to be safe, you should probably text the host. And just ask. And ask beforehand. I, I sometimes, I feel like there are some people who won't mind if you're not even asking. If you've just told them, oh, by the way, I'm bringing yeah. someone. Give me time to prepare. Yeah. Not on the doorstep. Yeah, the person's yeah, here that now. Was really cool. And also, because like, where that party was, it was so far out of London. You can't turn in, around you, you can't turn around, first and foremost. But you actively knew I'm bringing someone to this party. You jumped in your car with said person. You drove all the way down to the house. Who said they drove? Maybe they got the train. Either way, the way the trap actually probably took the, the train. But I think they might have driven actually. It's just to me, it was wild. Like, and also I think there's a big thing about having like a party in a hall and a party in someone's home. Like, I'm not saying like the person that came, the guest, she seemed really nice, but you don't know anyone's intention, and your house is just open. So someone yeah, can just walk in true. and your just like still. Open still something from you I, I mean i just feel like when it comes to your home your your sanctuary 
you just protect the people that come into that space and also i think there's such a level of respect like you're coming into my home not like we're doing this hall or we're having this party in the park and it's like a free for all and i also when that thing like something like like that happened to me which you know or an omen happened to me no it didn't actually end up happening because i told the person to turn well, the around the person did actually ask the, they yeah they, they said they were on their way and i told them to turn around and do a u-turn no no shade because i did rsvps two weeks beforehand to find out the numbers and I think that's a, that's the key thing because I think about the times when, um, one I think about things like big events like weddings, like and how people can sometimes sometimes crash with their plus one they never told anyone about, and I just find that wild because a wedding is such a big event and a big occasion where you plan everything to well most weddings are planned to like meticulous detail, you do RSVPs for a reason you do all this stuff for a reason and for someone to bring someone round. And all oh, people that just come and just crash a party. I always feel like there's such a level of disrespect. And then I also think about Asha Kay's concert last year in Brixton, where a whole bunch of people came uninvited. And I remember talk talking to my sister about this. It's like, this is how people who are brought up thinking they can crash people's weddings and come to places where they're uninvited, think it's acceptable to come to a concert where they're not bought a ticket and come uninvited and think they can get in. Wow. I was not expecting this to end up being about a concert, but like this. I'm is, sorry, it's a mentality. This is important commentary. I was just thinking about how. I also feel like when you have your own place, um, and the older you get, it's really weird. Yeah. Like my sister stayed with me, and at one point she was like, "Oh, she was not feeling well." She was like, "A friend of hers wants to come and cook at the house," and I said, "In my house." Like I honestly felt very uncomfortable. I was yeah. like, "Why has this person coming to my house? Like, yeah, can't can't they just send the food?" what are you talking about yeah. then it was it was actually i can feel myself like starting to get hot yeah. just thinking about this person walking around my flat yeah. like it's just like my flat's not that big either it's like what if they open my bedroom what if they go look yeah. at my bedroom i think there's a level there's definitely like you said a level of protection that you feel around your space especially like yeah because you curated space. it yeah, everything in here you own now it's that is mine yeah and so for a friend to be like oh we're coming to your house and we'll bring dish like meals and then once she said that everyone was like well can we come and sleep over your house and yeah we'll do bed and board as if i'm some hotel are you or, mad yeah or a friend time coming but i'm bringing a person you've never met before i don't know what they're like um good luck like this is the thing like yeah. sometimes i totally get like messaging your friend and being like oh can i bring x you know i've been doing x for a year like it's less of a thing <laughs> yeah yeah but when your friend is like can i bring this dude i've been talking to for two weeks um bye no, you can't. No. I'm so sorry, like, really, the issue is I don't trust <laughs> your taste. <laughs> I think you are going to bring a, a man that you met off the street yeah. into my house. You don't know that man from Adam. He comes yeah. in here and, and sticks this whole place up. What are you going to do? do? I think also in that situation, the one um, from my birthday, I remember feeling like I had no space. I, one, had no space. And, like, it was we were even doing the decorations and realising... We may have too many people. I think that's, but I think that's the and, same vibe as a wedding, right? You, yeah. You, you've um, ordered a certain amount of meals. Yeah. If you try and bring a person out, they're not going to get fed. Good. Yeah, and you, you bring also the stranger part. Like you bring a stranger to my home. Like I know every single person's going to be there. I know that when I sit down, I can have a conversation with each person I'm bringing to my house. Could you actually do that? I think I, I think I end up speaking to everyone. I I haven't been speaking to you that night. You see me every week. Wow. <laughs> Relax. Also, I, I hung out with 
like groups. We did not have a conversation that night. Okay, we may we may not have had a one to one personal conversation. No, but you but, said that you were going to do that with every single person. But I'm saying I would. I am able to. But you did not. Okay, I did not on that particular occasion. But I am able to. If anyone at that, 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 that seat, if I had enough space I to make them have a lot of excuses. All I'm saying, don't bring strangers to my You don't have a good... You if haven't you, yet explained you bring, why you did not speak to me that day. <laughs> because I speak to you every other day. What, what else do you That's want from acceptable. me? That's not No, I... One, there was no space for me to even move around. But it's not acceptable. Like, imagine if I brought my man. This is how you're treating me in front of my man. And I told you... Was, you I told him... You, you, you've you invited your... You've invited your let man to an event that does not even involve him. I said to my man, come and meet one of my best friends. And then he gets things like, she hasn't even spoken to you once. No. Are you guys really best friends? Then he's laughing at me. He's clowning me. But I'm, I'm like, like, I'd rather really stuck my neck on the line for you. I said to my man, you're my best friend. This is how you treat me. I in your house. I just perfectly... It's because I, of all these strangers that you only met yesterday, first of all. Who even are you guys? Wow. Don't let me drag everybody at this table. Wow. Where do you know her from? Where do you know her from? <laughs> Where do you know her from? And you're making time for them. You, you met this girl on a plane. Hold up. Hold up. You met this girl on a bus. Hold up. I do not think that a birthday party is the best occasion to meet someone's partner. How I the th- heck? I think we're... He goes everywhere with me not now. To my, you can't be that girl. Yeah. On TikTok, there's, there's about the girls who just bring... Their man, their man, their man, everywhere with them. He sits on my lap. Don't worry about bringing his Jeez, chair. He I'm sits so right done. I'm done. on my lap like a little puppet. I'm done. All I'm going to say is I wouldn't... He's Pinocchio. He's I... a ventriloquist dummy. Unless I've met him beforehand, I'm not inviting him to my house. That's okay. You don't invite but I brought him. Yeah, but you're not coming either. That's exactly what's going to happen. That was going to happen to our friend. First of all, I, if that happened to our friend, that could not happen to me. Because you wouldn't do it. That could not happen to you me. You wouldn't have done that. Because if I got to this door... I'd have closed the door in front of you. <laughs> if I got to this door... Do you know what would end up happening? You come to the door, as you're about to walk in, I say, let's go turn the other way, right? And <laughs> then, I will, then I'll hold my key with me, close the door and be like, I'm so glad you came, but you brought someone uninvited. Don't let the door hit you with a good luck put you. you. Have a good time. Shoshana, if you think... I've set. I've knocked on this door. I'm not afraid. I'm not getting I'm in not this house. Of, you're not coming in my house. If you think I'm going to get in this house, I'll call the police. Call the police. And I'll, I'll destroy this whole party. I'll destroy this Fam, whole party. The police will carry you out of my house. So all, no. All I'm going to say is, I definitely. I think growing up, I've seen like having a bit more of my own space, and I don't think I've ever been a, a fan of people coming to a house unannounced, or or because when I lived with family, sometimes like. People will bring people, like my siblings will bring people around, but they haven't told me. So I'll be in the house. I'm like, who the hell is in the house? And why did I not know about it? Like, I'm in the house. We have a family WhatsApp group for a reason. Drop it in the chat. Somebody needs to do a study in why people of this generation feel so reticent to have people. Because you're so right. I just keep thinking, like, the other day I went to my nan's and my aunt came and I was like, why are you here? (laughs) Like, why would you not say you was coming? Like, maybe I don't want to see you. I have a question of mind. Yeah. Maybe I just came here for a chill, chill afternoon. Now I'm seeing and now you. my aunt and my uncle and my cousin, everybody's here. Right? Like, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it with you guys today. I didn't want this. I wanted to just sit uh, down and watch you spend this for four hours. Now we've got to make small talk. I don't know what it is. Yeah, maybe it's a generation thing. My family was around me all the time. Like to be fair, my family are the only people that like it's very rare for me to be like, "Why are you here?" Yeah. But um. Because as a kid, like, we were always together. together. But if, it, yeah. if my cousin just was like, no, 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 I'm here. I'd be yeah. like, yeah, I've got stuff to do yeah, today. True. I think maybe that's what it is. My family never had nothing to do. Yeah, so just come around. Like, you're home all the time. Yeah. Why are you guys home all the time, actually? Yeah. Get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys at home all the time? I, I don't know. It's just... 
yeah I, I don't know I don't know why that's been also a thing in me where I'm just like not I don't like surprises in that sense like I, I like to be given the heads up okay I, yeah but I've done with my rant I, I just feel like there's a courtesy a social etiquette that's just required in, in terms of hosting and I just I just cannot believe that a friend behaved in that way but I'll definitely make it clear the next time I see you've told everyone you've told everybody everybody on the podcast knows now yeah could Hope you're here. Should we get to Popcorch News? We should. And actually, we're going to move on from one wedding, because I gave wedding an example, to another wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. This wedding. (laughs) 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 The first video I saw of this wedding was where the couple's entrance. Oh, okay. But they're wearing the white capes. And I said, this is interesting. Mm. Something about it really scratched at my brain, because I was like, Mm. something... Off about it, so I can't work mm. out what it was. I don't know if it's that the perform. It felt like a performance. Yeah. That it felt like it went on for too long. Yeah. I was like, what was with the capes? Yeah. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Days go past. Yeah. I see a new video. Yeah. I say, isn't that the woman from the? No, wasn't. Yeah. I go on to the guy who's posted the video, and I see seventy hundred <laughs> videos. <on this> video. <laughs> I said, what is going on? I see. Man performing for wife, wife performing for husband. I see the wife dancing with bridesmaids. I see man coming in doing the entrance at the wedding. I saw Tyler Perry sitting in the crowd. I said, "What is going on?" The comments were, I was living for the yeah, comments. Yeah, I've never seen so the many comments were like, "We've been at this wedding for forty days." <laughs> yeah. and I said, for real. How is this so much? Con- this can't have over- this. There's no way that wedding took place over one day. No, the way I think it probably was. Um, the wedding it was the that, longest day of my life. Yeah, the wedding. And I wasn't even in it. Yeah, the wedding we're talking about is of KJ Smith and Sky Sky Alvesta Al- Black. Okay. Um. So I didn't know anything about the wedding until Marnie shared with me this video of a groom's entrance, and the thing is, I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, wow, this is so cute for a queer wedding. <laughs> I said, this is beginning to a movie. I didn't know, because I, I didn't have no context of what was going on. So I just thought you were sharing me, like, a groom. A sweet, a, sweet a groom oak. about to be his groom. So when he was walking, I was like, okay, this is cute. So he was wearing white, a white suit with a cape. No shirt. No shirt. Oh yeah, blazer no shirt. Blazer no shirt with the cape. boots. Yeah, I mean, goodness black me. boots. Well, well, you really wear that one. Yeah, yeah, because people kept talking about the boots. Yeah, so there was healed, that. Healed boots. Yeah, healed boots. As the comments afterwards. So I was expecting. I'm waiting for the other groom to come down. And <laughs> <laughs> not the other groom. I'm not. Again, I'm not even. I'm not trying to make any comments or jokes about it. I was just being for real. This is what I saw the first time I. You sent me the video. And then after a while, I realised that um, this was <laughs> it was a performance. There's a whole Beyonce moment when the girl was dancing, doing like... She was, she was doing, doing a half-time show at yeah. the wedding. Smart. She was doing a half-time show at the wedding. When are we going to eat? Yeah. <laughs> when are we going to eat? When are we going to get soup to? The craziest thing about her half-time show is she is wearing a cat suit <laughs> that is not even the wedding colour. So she fully <laughs> just put on a separate outfit. It's silver. She's she like... Lip- and do very mediocre dancing. <laughs> if you were a dancer, I would understand why you would do a dance performance at your wedding. Yeah. You're obviously not a dancer. No. Because I was looking at dancing, I was like, I could do better than this. She, really, she was shaking. She was trying to do like a bit of Beyonce Renaissance. Like yeah, and I'm saying I could do better than that what? without even stretching. 
I said, this dance is no. not a complex at all. The music that she chose to dance to as well. So random as hell. Yeah. Knock if you bark. <laughs> like, what's going on? What's the... I mean... But we haven't got to the bit that killed me when I watched this. <laughs> Come on. When they cut to the husband <laughs> and he's smoking either weed or a... <laughs> Or a cigar, <laughs> looking so conf- like nonchalant. Yeah. I, I honestly, I thought they had stitched two pieces of different, <laughs> different times footage together because the cut to him, he looks like he's he's just he's watching paint dry. Yeah, bored. Bored. But I don't what I don't understand is who is this for? Because a wedding, I know a wedding, a wedding should be like a celebration of your love. Of course, there's some performances, you know, you have guests, you want to keep them entertained, but it looked like it was like a non-stop show. And to me, you kind of lose what the essence of the the, the day is about, the happy couple in love. Because to me, there was, there was too many times where they were all separate, doing dances, doing the groom entrance, the bride entrance, this, everything was show. And it makes me wonder, what's their real relationship like? Here's the thing. I love camp. Like, I love high camp. I love, okay, so, like, performance yeah. to that extent. Yeah. And it feels like these two are, like, equally matched in their level of campness that they were like, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to come out in a blazer, no shirt, by myself, walk from a mountaintop down. Isn't When I tell you the entrance took five hours for him it's to get so from dumb. the mountain to the, the altar, just looking around. He, he was really was giving a man about to get married. Her, later on, her performance in thinking she's Beyonce in the halftime show and doing the halftime show, I'm telling you, you the level of like camp and commitment to camp that you both have to have yeah. to like do the wedding rehearsal and be like, so this will be where I do my performance. It's probably going to take six minutes. Let me do a quick dress rehearsal. <laughs> what is happening? Then there's a bit where he's removing the garter. Oh, I didn't see that part. Oh. I didn't see that you have her. to. So Shoshana's just watched I, I'm the video where he tries to remove, he, where he eventually removes the garter from her. The crap was all open. He's wearing a shirt with a zip down the back. For some reason, it's unzipped just enough for you to see his ass crack when he bends over. <laughs> he does this sort of Chris Brown try and do seductive dance in his Cuban boots again. Only this time they're white. Gosh, you had the boots so much. I right, just, he is tall. He, was, he doesn't need the boots. See, I'm confused, yeah. If it was like Bruno Mars' wedding, I understand. Listen, obviously, I wear boots. I'm a tall girl. Sometimes it's nice to wear heels. I get it. Yeah. I think my issue with this wedding, not for my issue, but my issue with this wedding is that everything about it is attention-seeking. Yeah. But the thing is, your wedding is already... You are yeah, the centre of attention. attention. Yeah. So why do we need a halftime show, a garter belt reveal, you smoking a massive cigar? It's like so everything is... Like people... So Tyler Perry was in attendance of this wedding. <laughs> and the comments are all like, Tyler Perry directed yeah. this wedding. Yeah. Like you can't tell me this is not a pilot for a Tyler Perry show. Oh, 100% could be. And honestly, 100% it could be. Yeah. It's so OTT. I don't... Like, I've never heard of either one of these people and suddenly, like, they're all over my free page. I can't yeah. get rid of them. There is, a, there is also a video of the bride dancing with her bridesmaids and the comments are like, look at the way she's looking at her friend. So I guess now the implication is both of them are sus. Both oh of them gosh. are beards to each other. It's oh just like, I, I, what I just love is because you, you 
decided to create so much content for yeah. your wedding. People now have evidence to create stories about you. Most people just get married and that's the end of it. Yeah, come when on. When you're like, and now come to this and now see this and now see that, people are going to be like, this is a bit odd, isn't it? Now I'm looking at this video more than once. I'm starting to think, hmm. I mean, everything about the wedding was odd. Like, the everything just felt extra. And it's, again, it just loses the impact of what this event should be. A celebration of your love. Maybe I event is an event. I barely saw them together. Listen. In life, you you can't, you know, the co-stars need to go off and <laughs> star in individual shows sometimes. It's, well, it, it, the video, the videos from this wedding have been making me giggle and it's just making me think like, I, I'm, I love camp. I do. I love like would you, would theatricality. You, would you do any of that, any aspect of Not that? Not a one. <laughs> Not a one. Every single thing they did was cringy. Not it one was, thing wasn't was. cringy. The I find if I'm gonna be honest, I actually find the garter staff. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No, neither am I. I find it a bit crass. It like is crass. Like, even kissing my husband in front of people, it's like I don't want to do that. No. I like to, you know, do my little switches at home. Oh, it's just of us. I don't want people seeing how we ki- like how we kiss each other. Yeah. But yeah, I I just I don't know weddings. So I said this yeah, I love yeah. camp. I love I like I think there will be parts of my wedding that are let's put on a performance for the oh, others. Really? But yeah. I just can't imagine that the entire thing like the ceremony will be real. The reception where we're eating our food will be real. Yeah. I feel the I I mean I actually find little couple dances really cringy as we, well. I was gonna say, would you do like a bridesmaid dance in the entrance? I would do bridesmaid's dance. Oh, so you get asked to do the dance but you'd be like No, I've danced with my girls, but I don't I don't wanna do like a I don't want to put anybody on blast, but a friend of ours did do a little dance with her husband. And honestly, don't do that. I could never do that. Don't do it. I mean, it was cute. It was cute. cute. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dickhead. It was cute, but like I was saying, for me, I'm saying for me. So what would you do? Just a, a bridesmaid dance? I would just. I feel like <laughs> no one dance. No, we're gonna come up. We're gonna do our couple starts traditional. Oh, what? oh, so, so we, and we'll be spraying you with others? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. We'll do our dance, and then when the music, then the beat drop, everybody got on the dance floor. So for me and him to start doing... <laughs> <laughs> and just, was... just for the audio... Um, robot, do the robot. Money was popping a lock-in. I'm not popping a lock-in in front of my family. <laughs> so I just can't... Like, I, yeah. why, I think so much about my, my uncle, and like how he would absolutely, absolutely lose respect <laughs> for my husband if he was popping a lock-in. I'm trying to As a performance to the yeah, crowd. I'm, no, I'm, he's just popping a lock no, in the he's, dance he's, floor. Yeah, he's he's the, popping a lock in for the crowd. No, but he's popping a lock in for you. He's not popping a lock in for me because we're doing the same choreography. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I cannot tell you. I, I, I'm, I'm getting the ick even thinking about the fact that we have to rehearse this dance. I think it's nice when you do like the first dance. Like, just like, you know, the traditional like, you, like ballroom dancing. Oh, wow. We're doing but, a pasta yeah, yeah. <laughs> You do that, no, but you do it. But the thing is, most we're doing women, a bolero. Most women, like I see, that like, it's very clear they haven't rehearsed. They just like they're just like stumbling into each other, and it's kind of cute because it's like we hate this thing. Everyone's Why are we stumbling? Us. We're not even drunk yet. No, no, no. no it's gonna be choreographed no. to death. Yeah, but also it needs to be short, thirty seconds max. Because sometimes it goes on for like two minutes, and you're like, can we dance now? Like we've seen you do it. So it's you know, cute. so you know how I said I'm getting married at a Portuguese villa when I get married. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I'm getting married in a. Okay. I, I don't want to get married in this country at all. You, at least you have good weather. 
Yeah, literally. Yeah. I've I've just had a thought which is quite good, which is everybody else is at the villa. Yeah. Like at the in the near the building. Yeah. And like down the pavilion. This is how big this villa oh, is. Flipping up. We're having our first dance down yeah. there. So no one's there. No. But you guys okay. can see her. Oh, that's actually kind of cute. But it is actually Shadows. just like... It's just you guys. Just your private moment. Yeah. yeah that might really be cute. nice. Because then it means that we can actually have a moment that doesn't feel like we're performing to everybody yeah. else. Because you're right. As soon as you're doing the dance and, and there are a bunch of people staring yeah, I mean, at you. It, it, yeah, and it, no, it's just staring with cameras. Just suddenly it's, you get a bit stiff, I think. Yeah. And I've I just want so to be them. like... Well done to us, we did it. Like, oh, we made really it cute. to the end. And now they get to live the rest of our lives nice. together. I don't and know then... why my voice now that <laughs> Like, <laughs> like yeah, oh, you're lazy. So on. what I'm going to say is, like, I get that's really cute, but the, like, simple first dance moment. I'm down for, look, I'm down for We'll it play to... this song that we're dancing to for you guys. Okay. Separately. But we will not see the dance. No, no, you can see, see us. The shadow. Just, no, it's not the shadows. You can see us. We're just we're we're, away. You're in our peripheral vision. Oh, okay, that's nice. I mean, that's, I like And you it. guys can have your, like, champagne. So, like, you guys don't have to stop what you're doing. Can't talk. You yeah. have to be quiet and listen to us. Like, you guys can But you know what? You guys dance people will just end up looking at you guys. You can look at us, but yeah. it's fine. We're not going to yeah. We're going to be. We can actually talk to each other while we're dancing without yeah. people lip reading or hearing yeah. what we're saying. I do. And we're saying, Bill. I do find it interesting when like a horror most, today. most weddings, I don't see the groom and the bride ever like really don't together. Don't get to hang out. Yeah. No, and this particular wedding, where were they even hanging out? They were just doing costume changes, they... changing between like oh no, the costume yeah. changes are hilarious. I'm so, it's just so wild. What's how much do you think that whole wedding oh, cost? So much money because of like because it was literally on a stage. <laughs> it was on a stage. How many people actually at that wedding? That's the thing. It's just there was so much going on, and it just. I'm just so I can't imagine dragging my family, like my elder, like my aunt, my uncle, my grandmother, to another country to watch me do 18 perform. Oh, am I a child again? <gasps> Being like, Grandma, watch this, watch this. I yeah. Grandma, look. Like, <laughs> I wish them all the best, and I really pray that this wedding last. Uh, this we- they, what, honestly, this marriage lasts because it's not just a wedding. Is a lifetime. They seem like very fun people. Yeah, they probably have a massive laugh. They I bet they have like they're the kind of couple that throw like annual. They're like they're like our friends who throw like annual parties. Yeah. Like that's yeah. I bet they're that they're yeah. that couple yeah. in their friends' lives, and yeah. that is really fun to have yeah. to be honest. So yeah. maybe you got maybe you got to take a bit of cringe. Yeah, it's just so it's really sad. But like this is the beginning of their married life, and they're dealing with all this backlash, and people just saying they don't that. care. I hope not. You, actually, you. I'm sorry. You don't throw a wedding that campy to care about what. People yeah, think. I, I don't, no, I really do. I really because there wasn't just like the comments about like I've been at this wedding for forty days and forty nights. It was people questioning their sexuality. That's where it's. It felt like whoa. That one video you shared with me, I was just so, like I, I thought you were sharing me with me a queer wedding. I was like, wow, that guy looks incredible. Look at his cape. And look at those boots. Look at his cape. <laughs> Done. If well, somebody's one comment about my wedding was, "Wow, your husband's cape was incredible." <laughs> we thrown a bad wedding. We thrown a terrible oh wedding. Oh my god! I perfectly. That's just my my man's look good in it, a suit. No cape required. Required. You just come looking nice in a suit. Could be an could be a nice color. Doesn't have to be black. I really want my husband to look like a hoe on my wedding. What with the back bock rack out? No, no, not that. I'm th- I'm thinking like. No, well, or the v-neck. No, no, v-neck, like, 
three buttons undone on the shirt. Oh, no, that's for the reception. Yeah, I'm talking about the reception. Oh, yeah, cool. not, in the, not in the eyes I of the Lord. <laughs> like, I want, no, I want him to like, I want him to have a good time. Castle rolled up. Yeah, but that's at the end of the night. That's at the end of the night. Not at the end of the night. I'm talking about dinner. No. You can look at home later. earrings. No. You know, basically, I'm, a, I'm literally describing a pirate. Yeah, I really just wanted to go <laughs> One dread. <laughs> like, I don't... It's got some booty. No, I think... If you know what I mean. No, oh, God. No, I think... Um, you. We can have a good time together. And you moustache. Can, I'm sure you do. You know that moustache. I do love a moustache. That's actually not a joke. Do you? I really like a moustache. I like a proper 70s. Oh, no. Porn stash. Thick moustache. Okay. You have to be a very powerful person to grow a moustache like that. No, you should probably do. I mean, and also you must have the face to pull it off. Some men have moustaches and they just don't have the face. Yeah, some people are Ned Flanders. (laughs) I can't think. Who's a hot guy? Oh, a hot guy with a beard. A moustache was Oscar Isaac. But he has a beard and a moustache, doesn't count. I'm talking about single, I'm talking about just a moustache. But I feel like you can take off the beard and you can still, he will still look great it's with just a moustache. It's not the same. Anyway, your good egg was the moustache guy. My, first of all, he's not the moustache guy, have some respect. My good egg this week is Oscar Isaac. I think he is on the, I can't remember what the event is. Anyway, Oscar Isaac is wearing a skirt. I think it's a, to, it's, he's definitely wearing Tom Brown. I it? wonder if it's for the it's for Tom Brown's autumn winter collection, but I don't think it is. No. I can't remember anyway. He's wearing a Tom Brown suit, complete with a with a kilt skirt. I don't know yeah. what we're calling we're calling it, but he Kill. looked incredible. It was hot. Some I, pepper hair, some pepper yeah. beard. Yeah, he looked really nice. Calves and and also he looked tanned. Like socks. He, like he just he looked like he'd been sun kissed. Very nice. Yes. That's how I like my men. Be kissed by the sun. Burn in the sun. <laughs> he just looked, he looks lovely. And honestly, I'm just thinking, why have we not seen him in a while? What's he up to? What's he working on? Well, these guys are on a strike, so probably oh, nothing. Yeah, He's probably just been resting and living life. He's been in the sun, hence the tan. Yeah, one thing I would say about the strike, you've got to see a lot of actors just living their lives. And I love that for them. Yeah, I like Chris Evans got married. Io is meeting a... Is, was hanging out with the guys from Normal People. Really? Yeah. I said, what's going on? Oh, no, no, I did not know that. Sorry. She's I outside. Saw, I saw her, her. At the Beyonce show. Yeah. Uh, Renaissance. Yeah. With um, the girl from Quint- Kinta. Yeah. And, and Zendaya. Yeah. They and Tom Holland. I'll be honest. That Following group, on like a fan. Oh, he groupie. was. 100%. But I, that, having those three girls as a parent, like as a trio, I've never seen them together. And I'm living for it. I feel like they're the next like, I, I mean go on the I next four I can't think of a single celebrity Destiny's Child it's finally happening the next did you even Destiny's Child get back together I heard a rumor for real at all is it for real well if it's really apparently I, Beyonce was thanking Latavia on stage the other night so if that actually happens I will pay money to go and see them you know in Cinco reunion yeah I heard about that I'm okay Please. but I but if Destiny's Child come back I will I will buy my club renaissance ticket <laughs> i would I, absolutely i would i'll come out as well i would i'd be crying at that audience i will be there yeah. i said i was gonna cry at the Beyonce show i would absolutely cry because it, to me hard. it's just so much of a throwback and game over was one of the first albums i ever bought what what songs were game over soldier t-shirt girl 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 yeah Use no. control 
Oh, I'll be on this. Yeah, I I will pay some money. I'm not gonna do five hundred pounds, but I will definitely pay some money to go and see. Can't wait to meet Kelly. Yeah, what work today talking I about? I Michelle. Are there famous people that if you would freak out if you met? And I was like, I actually think I would freak out if I met Kelly Rowland. Really, got, Kelly? I think I'm Beyonce. Obviously, everybody said Beyonce. That doesn't count. I'm saying I would also freak out if I met Kelly Rowland. If I'm being honest, that's so interesting. I feel like Kelly Rowland is quite down to earth. So I feel like, like I, I would still be just like, oh I feel like God, she'd be like, Kelly oh my gosh, Rowland. yeah. I, I don't even know what I'd say to her. I was always Kelly. Were you? Yeah. I was a mix of Michelle. I'm probably more Michelle. You're definitely Michelle. How dare you? Come on, Bible girl. Definitely Michelle. I'm actually gonna kick you because I could be 100 be Beyonce. <laughs> you could not. I could. You don't have it. Excuse me. You don't have the ability. I feel like to really. Be Sasha Fierce. That's the problem. You don't know me. Um, also, I don't want to be Sasha Fierce. I want to be Beyonce. Say. No, I'm, be- I'm Michelle because she always yeah, carried the bridge. Yeah, we know you're Michelle. I carried the bridge. But we said that at the beginning. I don't That's know why fine. you gave the attitude about no, I'm to be Beyonce I should, I, could be, I could be Kelly or Michelle. I no, don't. you're Michelle. How are you Kelly? I thought you'd be more Beyonce. I'm, I'm not Beyonce. I'm Kelly. So who's Beyonce then? Hmm, I don't know who Beyonce is. Elijah. I'm telling you, in the moment, who's going to step up to do Beyonce? It's Elijah. Elijah. Sorry, yeah, it's true. All of us are going to be umming and ahhing. She's got the mic. I should say, Michelle. Michelle has a great voice. Wishing you the best. Wishing you the best. That's you. That is you. I don't mind because Michelle really. Michelle, honestly, all the iconic parts of every song was Michelle. But also, the thing is, anytime I think about Michelle, I think about the 106 Park performance, which trips over and drops. I look at Beyonce and Michelle Kelly were like, okay, continue. My favorite, my favorite Michelle bit is from the Lose My Breath video. When she's when they all have their little solo dance with the wall. I don't know why that's so the camera, the camera like pans to a bar and I'm like, this is not in rhythm. She's not like she's not really going into No, it. they actually did Michelle dirty too no, much. They, they had to did. stop. I what what you know is they're both all three of them sat down to watch the video when it was over. Like, she just had to be like, Okay. Oh <laughs> Okay, I guess that's the take that they've chosen to oh use. Oh my okay. gosh. Like, stop clowning her! Yeah, they always had her looking like their she, auntie. Yeah, because she's not... I know she can't dance. Yes, then why the hell am I Michelle? Because I'm not an auntie. Shut up, fam! <laughs> I didn't say nothing! You have to. I didn't say nothing! I'm mature. <laughs> I know, actually, I look a bit like an auntie today. But you're not going to do Kelly's choreography in that song. I could. You're not doing that. The difference in that, the adolescent, ain't your pussy, get to step it. You're not doing that bit because she hops on the guy. You're not doing that. You're right. Let's no, be real. You're Michelle in that video. Not, but I can do, I can give you Kelly's vocals and Beyonce's. You do the vocals. <laughs> I do the vocals. And then I'm you get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're like, yeah, I'll hop on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, if, I think if I was going to see, if any of these reunion bands come back, it's definitely a Destiny Child for me. Yeah, like, I know so much. It's so true. Oh, and for for those who can't see, because none of you can, Marnie's just doing every single dance move from man. Yeah, the different bits from their different oh, so outfits. And it'd be so iconic just to listen to like even say I'm not saying yeah, say my name or Bugaboo or like the songs Bootylicious. from Bootylicious, or songs from way back when. Oh, that would be really fun. I hope they do do a reunion. And then Beyonce will do some of her songs. Kelly will do some of her songs. And Michelle will do, When Gina says, Yes, nobody can say no. <laughs> so you, you have like, you have the gospel, 
you have, have the some dance music. Dance music. You have a bit of righteousness. Told you I was going to bump like this. Yeah. Oh, my ladies. Do you know what? That would be a great tour. I'm sorry. It'd be great. I'm, I'm actually really excited. This well, what Beyonce Sauce is Beyonce going to do? Check on it. She has to check on it. No, Ooh, I, I think she'll still. I think she'll bring like one one song from each era. No, that's not fair. You have to do stuff from like just when you left. Yeah, just check when on, you left. Check on, check on it. All her B day stuff and um, uh, what's called Crazy in Love. No, there's yeah. no way. And they should they'll do um single ladies with the three of them. That's a, that's a closer. But are they single ladies or is one of them very much married? Two of them are. Well. <laughs> well, well, they, well, they do. They'll do what they did in the um, Super Bowl. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, Michelle was not doing it either. Like, come on. Super Bowl at Coachella. Because yeah. didn't Kelly come out for Coachella? She did, but um, Super Bowl, they, they, all three of them did single ladies to dance. And then she was like, okay, thank you, ladies. I love Get you guys. Get off stage now. <laughs> uh, please, Get the hell please out thank here. Michelle and Kelly. I love them. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's your cutie exit. Like, yeah, really, you guys. You gotta go now. This is my moment. My moment. She never gets gets on. Guests on. This is maybe you go want to go watch. Re, go rewatch them. Um, Homecoming. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised that Beyonce's not had any like supporting acts throughout the whole tour, apart from in LA. She never had Nikki. Do you remember she, when we were talking about how she was supposed to bring a yeah, surprise guest she out? Didn't. And she didn't. But she brought in LA and for her birthday one, she brought out what's his name. DJ Khaled. She brought out DJ Khaled and he was just there. He was there. No, he was on the stage, yeah, and doing a G- DJ set. Some other dude, some other girl. Um, Kendrick Lamar came out for um, America's Got a Problem. And then Diana Ross came out for the same half birthday, but you know. As you do. Yeah. For Mother? Um, yeah. It's Mother's birthday. Yeah. It was an egg that was sweet. Anyway, um, we're so off topic. We're so off topic. Another egg. Good egg is Coco Golf. Do you know what this girl's name is? Because you've said it a dodgy way <laughs> twice now. Please, what's Coco the girl's name? Golf. Coco Golf. Coco Golf. Um, congratulations to her. She won the US Open Women's Final. She has got her first Grand Slam at the age of 19, the youngest ever. She was incredible for the whole tournament. And I think she's probably was put on the map for a lot of people when she went back to that umpire after she, I think it was like her first or second game in um, the US Open and her um, opponent was trying to like slow the game down by just messing up on purpose serving very very slow um, and Coco went up to the umpire and was like look this can't continue this player is actually basically taking the piss and the player came back at the end and was like you know it's really important that we give them a show you know as tennis players we should be given a show and and then she started doing crocodile tears. So there was also somebody. Uh, they shared uh, also congratulations to Coco. They shared footage of um, the girl she beat in the final who yeah. went backstage and smashed up her tennis racket. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So the girlies are very much behind the room when it comes to tennis, and yeah. they made somebody tweeted like they made such a big deal of Serena, Serena. having a tantrum. Well, actually, apparently all the girlies are having tattoos all the time. So this is it is what it is on that one. But congratulations to her. Yeah. Listen, my... the black girlies are eating when it comes to tennis. Come on. We Anybody might... who's listening to this podcast who is a black girlie, go learn how to play tennis, teach your girls, teach your girls, I don't know why yeah. like that. Teach your future daughters to play tennis. Yeah. We up. Come on. Tennis and cross country. We should do it. That's all we should be doing. Yeah. 
my one of my favorite moments is watching her mom like they the camera pans to her mom as she's won as she wins and then the mom just starts screaming and just like yes and like just going nuts when um she does the winning serve it's very sweet if i was a parent of a child that was incredibly good at sports i would just be like this (laughs) samba (laughs) golf clap no, I will be like that mom. I know, that's right. Yeah, exactly. I will be I will be as ecstatic that that like mum was. I already know that I'm going to be the parent who's just, who's going to be like, if someone puts her, puts her hair on my child's head, I'm going down to school, I'm going to fight that kid. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, I'm sure if my kid was in a sport and he either didn't win or did win, um, oh I'm, they're going to have to uh, remove me from that stadium. Jesus. Because I'm going to be kicking off. And people will be like, now we know why he's that way. And I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, and he's going to be a winner. What's your kid going to be? An I, accountant. I feel like your husband is going to be very, very calm to counterbalance. Yeah, 15 screaming people in his house and he's just like, okay, guys, should we use like inside voices now? Or? Wow. I can't, I, can't remember, I can't remember that's the voice you use for your husband. He sounds like this. Jesus. But anyway, congrats to Coco. And then, I don't think I had really any bad eggs for this week. I think I had a Oh, I think, no, I don't have a bad egg. Because I think the bad egg was really this, that, the wedding. And I'm very... <laughs> Why is the wedding a bad egg? No, I just feel that the performance aspects was, was a bit concerning. But I just wish them the best. And I really hope they last. Because some of these weddings, you do all the extravaganza. And then a couple of years later, you're divorcing. Listen, this has been the summer for divorces for celebrities. Jesus, so, yeah. do you know what? Yeah. Listen, what even is marriage? What even is divorce? Do what you need to do. Perform for who you need to perform for. Get what you need. What they need is a is a um, captive audience. And we got it. Back to captive audiences. People who yeah. come to your wedding. They even couldn't leave. Yeah, they had true. to watch. I'm sorry. Please, please, please find this wedding on TikTok because when I tell you the dance that <laughs> she does is so mid. If I could not eat the because outfit. we had to wait for that, I'm I'm sorry, I've lost my time. I've the outfit was I'm crying. The outfit was very nice. Just wrong occasion. She could have wore that to Renaissance. That dress, that uh, pattern. Yeah, the outfit at your wedding. It's wild. Was she wearing underwear? Because it's I so have, shit. I was I looking at it, I was so. like, I don't know if she's even wearing underwear. I think she was. I think she was. Because so you're flashing your future father and mother, current just, fa- new father and mother. It's just weird. It's just weird. um, Maybe we're very um, chaste and snooty about this, but I just think it's just not. It's just no. I I think we're just. I think we've just been given an advice to some a couple that, you know, it's just very important to protect the marriage, and actually speaking of that, we're going to move on to our TV review of the week, which is couples therapy. Season. Season three. Wow. Um, yeah, I think that was a great segue. I think you need to be confident and not even talk about it. <laughs> you really feel like it was that good. Don't even mention it, yeah. right? I think that was a fantastic segue. Couples Co- therapy. Yes. You guys know the draw by now. It's a show on Showtime about couples going also, to therapy. Also on BBC. Uh, yeah, it airs on BBC in the UK. Uh, follows a therapist named Orna who tries to counsel couples who are going through a crisis. Sometimes the couples come out the other side and are stronger. Sometimes the couples come out the other side and decide to divorce. 
but for sure what we can bank on is that we will get a glimpse into their lives oh, and their issues and their traumas and their heartaches mm. and their joys and their pains and come out the other side thinking thank god i am not married yeah so should we start let's do it should we go couple by couple yeah so brock and christy Brock yeah. and Christy are a couple that have been married for 20 years. Jesus. Uh, I think, well, basically, look, well, they got married when he was 21 and she was 19. Yeah. They are were yeah. members of the Mormon, Mormon Church. church. Yeah. Um, then Brock, um, Christy decides to leave the Mormon Church. And I think she says two or three years later, Brock leaves. Yeah. And that has become an issue in the relationship. I think... She feels resent. No, she's not. I think she does feel resentment for the fact that her leaving the church wasn't enough to make him leave. Yeah. Um, and also she, she experienced a sexual assault as a young person in the church and was taught, told not to. Basically, was made to not feel like she could do anything about it because of her faith. Yeah. And so she just feels like the Mormon church has no, um, good. No benefits, mm. just mm. actually a uh, place to harbour abusers and mm. uh, force the patriarchy down women's throats and it's just not a safe or kind space to be in. Mm. And so there's a part of her that feels like, knowing all of that about me and what I've experienced the fact that I've left the church, why was that not enough for my husband to leave? Mm. He has since left the church, but like it's just still a sore point for yeah. her that he didn't leave immediately when she left. In the time after she did leave, though, she connected with a fellow ex-Mormon, a person that husband had begged her not to do anything with. Because interestingly, before that happened, they were considering an open relationship. Yeah. And she sleeps with said guy. Yeah. And I was like... Mm. Mm. It's always she a person is, that you say it was just yeah. a friend. You have to be worried about him. Cheating is bad enough. Yeah. But if you ch- decide to cheat with the person I've told you not to, yeah. Oh my you God. are. You're asking. I don't know how we come back from this because now how I'm just it, thinking you did it on purpose. How is that even a conversation? Don't cheat on me. The, the fact that you're saying asking someone not to cheat on you implies that you really don't trust them. Like you really, the relationship is already fractured for you to be like the chances person will cheat on me. Yeah, I feel like the the I feel like in their case, perhaps there was feelings for that guy at some point earlier, and there it feels mm-hmm. like the guy had been someone on her radar before, Maybe. and that's why his first thought when he said, "If we're opening this up, the person you can't get with yeah. is this guy," yeah. because she was like, he was. It felt like he knew that she'd had feelings for him before, and he'd oh, had feelings so for her before, yeah. and so it feels like just like a a deliberate betrayal. Like I feel like there are people who are able to talk their way out of cheating being a betrayal like yeah. what you need to understand is I didn't mean to do that to yeah. you blah blah but where you've done that with someone that I told you not to That's do it with really you just wanted to piss me off I'm so sorry yeah. so anyway since then things have been quite tense yeah. they now live in separate apartments Yeah. she wants them to get back to a place where they could live together by force <laughs> Jesus. but equally harbours a lot of resentment towards him yeah. so there was a there's a point where they come in and I'm like oh yeah they could probably make it and then it gets like the second half and she's being so forceful about we should live together again well, what's the point yeah. of us even being if we're not it's like listen 
a betrayal wasn't done to you. It was done to him. Like, honestly. It's up to him to choose when he's ready to do it. You can't force me to be over it. Yeah. And there's another couple that will come to you who it, the similar thing happens. Like, they betray their partner and then they're like, why are you still going on about it yeah. to the partner? Yeah. I will continue to go on about it until I feel like I'm over it. You can't tell me to be over something. Yeah. And that's the tough thing about cheating. And then yeah. the... Um, Act of forgiveness yeah. because when people are like once you say you forgive me you have to drop it yeah. you can never bring this up again um I'll do what I want yeah but you also you can't be in a relationship with someone where at the tip of your tongue constantly is but you fuck someone else mm. you just can't keep doing that and so I think that like I'm not surprised that a lot of people don't come back from cheating and I'm not surprised that a lot of people have cheating occur in their relationship and it is it is damaged from that point onwards mm. because the act of forgiveness is quite tough mm. and you a lot of people will say i've forgiven you but they'll as soon as you piss them off they're gonna run out yeah. what did you think about what did you think about the odds of this couple i didn't when i think about it, this couple especially because one they got together very young and two because of their background it made me also think about how important it is that you talk about religion in a relationship when you're dating and why religion is such a deal breaker because the breaks in the relationship happened when she stepped away from the mormon church and he didn't is the fact that they were not (laughs) i hate to sound like a preacher but they started to become unequally yoked in terms of how they view faith and how they view values and i think that was like the first nail and then the second one the fact that they don't live together anymore and then the third one which i think is the reason why they don't live together anymore is called the cheating and the sort of betrayal of trust that is broken that they both have experienced from they'll they'll probably tell you that she felt like she he broke her trust when he didn't lead the church and he would say that she broke the trust when she cheated. And I feel like they purposely hurting each other to one-up each other. And so I'm going to be very frank. I didn't finish watching the season. But when I, I got to about a couple of episodes before the end, I felt like they either would stay together out of kind of the necessity of staying together and the status of like, I can't break this up because we've always been known to be together they've been together for 20 years you've been the only person i've been with well okay not on a woman's side but you're the only person i know you're such a staple of my life i can't leave you and they'll stay together on the principle but the love is gone um and the the trust is broken and they will take another 20 years for it to come back um and it and there's probably a chance that she may cheat on him again if i'll be honest so I felt like they would probably stay together at the end, but the relationship is never going to be the same. And it's not going to be as strong, and I think that they will resent each other. I think that by the end of the series, I think they've actually moved past a lot of the... I've, what I found really interesting is that he did not want to mention the... <laughs> or felt like he didn't want to embarrass her by mentioning the cheating. Mm. And so she, she ended up bringing it up, and that's when they could talk about it. But that she was the most invested in this relationship, mm. it felt like. And 
I think what she said, which I thought was like, oh, this might actually, this might turn out okay, was that like leaving the Mormon faith made her have to consider whether she was with him because she actually loved him or if she was with him because that was what they were supposed to do. And she'd come to this realization that like, there was no one else she wanted to go on this journey with, this post-religion journey with than him. It's because, but he's the only one that she knew. But that's not true because she was with that guy. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think, I never got the impression from her that she was like, I couldn't get anybody else at all. I think it was probably much harder for her to stay with him while he was in the church. And if if she didn't really love him, she could have left then. Mm. I think at the point where, you know, you don't want to be a member of the church anymore. And I'm actually, seems like I'm going to stay. You would just be like, okay, I'm going to go then because this is actually causing me more harm than good. But the fact that she stayed for two years. Before he left. Yeah. makes me think that like, she's had time to really consider it. She's like, you are the person I want to be with. I, I don't, I don't associate the negative treatment I've had because of the Mormon church with you at all. Mm. You are a separate thing. You are a good thing to come out of that. And equally, I think the same for him. Like it's, he says that after she cheated, he started dating around himself. You know, he yeah. wanted to cheat on her to sort of yeah. even the odds and then couldn't quite yeah, yeah, yeah. do it. And it's like, I don't think, I think he equally, he loves her. Yeah. I think they do love each other. I think the problem is obviously, like you said, this this union was formed under a very specific um set of practices mm. and without those practices now i think you probably do feel a bit at sea mm. and then you have to reconsider what are the things that are important to me like really what are the things from that that i learned that i want to keep mm. and what other things i'm like i'm yeah i'm gonna let go of that because it wasn't good it wasn't healthy and i think that the cheating on a husband was uh uh maybe necessary maybe an experiment trying to Test what are the boundaries? What are the boundaries of a relationship I'd want to be in, yeah. and then immediately realizing mm, this isn't, yeah, this isn't it. Like mm. not being religious doesn't equal just suddenly being like treat your partner like garbage. Yeah. There are still things that's like yeah, I'm gonna maintain respect for my partner, the yeah. boundaries of my relationship, not cheating, faithfulness, all mm. of that stuff. But um, I might be a bit more. Let's be a bit more sexually adventurous. I don't know. Yeah. But well, that's why I was so intrigued about that <coughs> when they said they were going to have an open marriage or open relationship because I'm not saying, you know, I'm not judging them based on their faith or their past faith, but I, it feels so out of the ordinary to have an open relationship. Well, after polygamy, more, polygamy exists in the modern church. Oh, it does, so doesn't well. it? it? does, yeah. Maybe to an extent it's, are you talking about open marriages in terms of you should go out and marry someone else? No, I mean like open marriages so like you can sleep with other people. Like, yeah, I think that was post them being in the church. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is post that. But I, I, I think that surprised me because I remember her saying one of the key things around, you know, the Mormon church that kind of, hit her the wrong way and what what made her have certain feelings about the church was things like polygamy and what's the word in it polygamy polygamy okay polygamy and the fact of how women are treated and i'm not you know people have different views on open marriage some people see an open marriage being very empowering because you can decide who you want to build a physical relationship and strengthen the emotional relationship you have with your partner but 
I think I was surprised that they were taking that route and perhaps doing something that was so against, not, it's not against the norm if polygamy was part of the faith, but again, to me, I felt I was surprised that that's the route they wanted to take for their, their relationship after they left the church. I would have assumed that they were going to be even more insular and really protect their relationship, especially given that even leaving the, the Mormon church can be so difficult. So you kind of just always want to kind of stay close together and have that, that rock can, depending on the, the, the strength of the current relationship, can weaken it because you are bringing extra parties into a, into your relationship. I don't think and that I... was the thing about the Mormon church. Like that, that became a pillar of their relationship. So the fact that they are opening it up to more people just felt weird. I don't think I, would... I agree with that necessarily just because um, I think if you grow up in a very stifled, um, rigid mm. uh, lifestyle, that I think the open, exploring an open relationship was about trying to explore sexual experiences that they wouldn't have had mm. before. Like, the thing about polygamy is that you are entering into an equal relationship with this person that you yeah. bring in. An open relationship is you and I are together and you're just, you're you're having experiences with other people. That person is not your girlfriend, that person's not your wife. Yeah. So, to me it just feels like the, um, trying to be sexually adventurous mm. rather than it is, like you said, like, um, actually trying to rock the foundations of a relationship. Yeah. I think it's just like, I I know what you like sexually because I've been with you for 20 years, yeah. but I want to get pegged. <laughs> so I want to go meet someone who's going to do that. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Like, I've never been pegged before and you don't want to do it, so I'm going to go find someone who will peg me. But I still love you and I want you to be my wife. I just mm. think it would be interesting if I got pegged today. Um, or rimmed or whatever it is whatever the sexual thing <laughs> is has to be so... it's all anal stuff it's so um, anal anal focused yeah i mean i feel like that's the only thing well um <laughs> what with the at myself oh um, my god but oh i just want to say one last thing about them i feel like their issue the re- i'm like talking about the sort of archetypes that end up on the show um brick and christine kind of remind me of micah and Michael oh, in that God, like yeah. it feels like every season we have a couple that are either fear their culture or their religion yeah. facing issues in their relationship and try or trying to rejig their relationship to something that actually works for them and not necessarily something that was worked for whatever religious re- religious reasons that they got together so I am like, genuinely rooting for them yeah. to figure it out yeah. because Mormonism is not to offend any Mormons listening but like quite a strict and yeah. um imbalanced um, religion in terms of like wife roles husband roles yeah and so i can imagine like without that steering you anymore you suddenly sort of go right we'll just do whatever and then suddenly you have to then you have to go back and recalibrate and be like well whatever doesn't make us feel good either so what is it that we want for us to that makes us feel fulfilled and safe but also doesn't make us feel stifled or oppressed in any way i think that's probably what that's what we're seeing in these therapy sessions is like a couple trying to regain their identity yeah after having that identity being kind of like bestowed on them through the faith like i know people talk about the deal breakers not to talk about on dates in terms of like politics and religion but you really need to be having those kind of conversations from the get-go Pretty if that to, stuff is real important to you then you yeah, definitely do yeah you definitely do but i think even like even if it's not important to you just find out what the other person's perspective is on religion 
is so important because a lot of people's values are based on faith or what they view as faith and the reason why you see some of the breakdown especially in this relationship is because there there's a mismatch of the values that they both have because the the faith aspect also starts to break down but i do feel that there is love there they've been together for so so long and i think you also see this with the relationships where they got together at like such stupidly young ages yeah. like 19 and 21 well i think so, that's what, and both of those i think that happens because of religion yeah and because exactly, of culture like exactly. that's the only reason why you're 19 years old getting married right because yeah, exactly. you're horny and the only way that you can explore this is if you're married yeah exactly but you're making a big life commitment to somebody who like those two seem well lucky to an extent where it's like we're growing and there was a period where we were growing at different rates and I was out and you were in and that was really hard mm. but now we're both out and we both still want to be together so yeah. we're actually quite lucky yeah. Yeah. in that regard like loads of people marry someone when they're 19 and their person grows and they're like I hate Easy this guy person. yeah so I wish them all the best I hope they I do I really do yeah. um, I hope they can work for it but I will say one last thing she was kind of annoying <gasps> she was getting on my nerves I think I have a problem with people who are like who've done something wrong and, walk, and there's another couple like this yeah. who've done something wrong and they just won't stop telling the other person to move on leave yeah. me alone no it's so true it's so so true please you're the one you're like you're not in the same position as me you've got nothing to to forgive because yeah. you are the problem yeah. and you're like well, how do you keep acting like you're upset fucking headbutt ah! anyway Who let's next? talk about Josh and Natasha that Josh and Natasha are weird are a weird not a weird one but as with the, like we were saying about the archetypes that are on couple therapy, there's always a couple that haven't had sex for a really long time. Yeah. And that when you slowly start to unpack it, it's about something deeper. not to do with each other at all. But yeah, like you said, something deeper. And in Josh and Natasha's case, so Natasha had a child when she was quite young. Mm. And then she met Josh yeah. and they had another kid. Yeah. And she says in their relationship, she's always felt like Josh is this like cool, like, exciting confident one and she's sort of the spare part wow. and it's affecting her not just like emotionally and mentally but she also doesn't feel like she has anything to offer him physically mm. and so as a result they haven't had sex but even further than that she's not even masturbating like she has zero sex drive yeah josh on the other hand feels rejected by her feels like she doesn't like him feels like she doesn't want him and it's causing obviously an issue in the relationship I think what's interesting is that, like, what... Nobody's really... I've never really seen anyone discuss what happens when you and your partner have been together and things have been good and things have been great and then you're, you're just... Your libido yes, drops. Yeah. What I, happens then? No. How do you get past something like that? Do you open up the relationship and say, go sleep with someone else? Like, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, one thing that needs to happen is communication. And I... I don't know before they came on couples therapy how much communication they had about mm. her drive or what was going on in her life and why you know they hadn't had sex for so long because a lot of these conversations and things that you see on TV is kind of like the man usually the man saying why not why are we not having sex and you know the woman being like I don't, don't want to have sex and no one's getting to the root of the issue as to like what is it like why don't you want to sleep with me and then as a result the men take it personally and then sometimes they go out and cheat because there's someone out there who wants to give them sex that they so desperately crave um but i do think that 
this is a, one of the couples that, that they didn't need to be on the show just have a conversation and there may be some patience required especially if low libido is down to some type of condition or it could just be down to her the way she sees herself and that's that's something that he can't control i think that you're underestimating how hard people find it to have conversations about stuff that pertains to them even with their partner that they love like theoretically yeah you assume that in a relationship you two feel the most comfortable with each other that you can have conversations but mm. like it really felt with these two that the first time they were even talking about these things was in this session which is scary to think about but I, I get it because it feels like I thought I remember he was saying that, like he's tried to have sex with her and she said no and his immediate feeling was rejection so mm. I imagine that was the end of that yeah. he didn't go why not he didn't go what's like what's troubling you what yeah. what's that because she then said the other thing is you don't make me feel like you want to have sex with me you don't feel like as in i don't feel like you're making an effort like you're trying to seduce me or anything it feels like you want to get your rocks off so i need to be ready to to be yeah. slept with if that makes sense and he says something that really stuck with me in terms of like if i ever felt like this i would be out of a relationship like that yeah. where he says he feels tolerated yeah. by her like that is so sad but i bet you he's not even articulated that thought to himself that's the first time it takes someone saying well, how does that make you feel like what are you feeling right now for him to say my feeling right now is that i feel tolerated mm. i feel like you could just about bear to be around me and that's because he you know he thinks that he there is a lot of value in sexual not even sexual just like affection it, intimacy yeah. And there is none of, there is no intimacy. Like, it'd be one thing if it was like, we're kissing, we're cuddling, we're just not having sex. Yeah. There's no kissing, there's no cuddling, there's no affection whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, from what I remember... We're just mates that live yeah. together. And that was my other thing, because it's so weird, you know, between this couple's therapy, between the therapy sessions, they do kind of like a VT of like, mm. not VT is the wrong word, but they do like a compilation of how the couples Keep are. Keep a video diary. Yeah, how they are in their homes and things like that. And I would never assume, based on those little like clips, that something was wrong. Because mm. it always seemed very like touchy-feely, they're very cosy, they're in this in their home. Everything looks fine. But the that, when those are shot, yeah, that is very true. Because some of those could have been done afterwards. Yeah, well, if they're shot at the end, and so yeah. you're like, why are these people yeah. miserable? They're having a great time together. That's, and yes, that's why I was always confused, and I always felt like, oh, this couple did not even need to be on this show because, for real, I I don't want to make their issues feel simplistic because it's not. And you know, if you're in the the the, the throes of this, <laughs> no pun intended. But if you're in deep in this issue you will experience it like no one else can and also it's a lot serious than probably us watching on tv going just have sex with him like that's a very simplistic view of the issue that they're facing so for me i was just kind of concerned I was like is this really an issue that can't be solved by better communication more patience it, it just felt like it didn't need it, it didn't need to get to this point in the same breath, I also noticed that Dr. Honor was very keen to kind of understand some of his own concerns and issues as well. And I remember her talking to her therapy friends going like, what's his problem? Like, what, what, like, you need to deep dig into his childhood. Uh, maybe it just isn't that deep. Maybe it's just like, she has had a lack of self-esteem and, you know, but he's, I he's think... also in a need for 
like physical touch is his love language I, I think i think it's more than that because i think what she's saying is for you to feel so rejected because yeah. i don't want to have sex with you there is something tied into that feeling of i want to be wanted yeah. i need you to, i need and, and like physical touch yeah. is the way i'm feeling that like it's beyond the love language thing because if i okay say you gave yeah, physical touch is your love language but if you're other if you're being told through the other languages that you're loved yeah. i think you could go i do know that yeah. she likes me there's yeah. something about there's something going on with her at the moment that's making her feel like she can't yeah. do x yeah all of all of his responses were like, I feel rejected. I feel like I'm not wanted. I feel like, mm. and it was like, what could she do to make you feel yeah. better? And it was all like, well, have sex, with yeah, you. like hold me, be intimate with me. It's like, well, we we need to unpack why someone telling you that they love you and they care about you isn't enough. Mm. But I mean, not to be superficial, but a lot of men's their love language is physical. I don't know but- if that's true. I don't think that's. I, I, I don't know. If that's I'm not true. saying like all. I'm just saying like a good majority of men. If you do like a survey, I would say that physical touch is up there in the top top three. I I I don't. I genuinely don't know if that's true because love language is about how do you feel loved and how do you express love. And I don't think everybody thinks that the way I express love is by fucking you because that is a, a thing that I enjoy to but do. But physical touch is not just sex. It's like it's. But holding hands is. But hold, I also don't know if they would say holding hands is the way that I express I express love, because I don't know a lot of tactile men. If I'm being honest, really, I don't know a lot of tactile men. I, I thought love language is also how you want to receive love. Yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah. So it's both ways. Yeah. If I like, I really like gifts. Yeah. I love getting gifts, but I also love giving gifts. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're a person who is who expresses love or care for someone by a pat on the back or a pat on their arm or here's a hug or here's a kiss you also probably want to receive it that way but it's very rare that you're like i don't want to touch you yeah. but please kiss me and tell yeah. me i'm incredible like it doesn't yeah. i think that's rare so i i don't know but in, it, i'm genuinely really interested Same to find out what, what the most popular question. love languages are it's interesting i was actually talking about love languages this week and um my assistant was talking about how he thinks his is acts of service that's interesting. And i was like and he was like yeah because i feel like that's how my family is expressed love to me so that's how i express love to other people and i was like as a service is mine as well i think i express love to people by doing things for them and i i feel love when people do things for me yeah um i i there are not i'm i have not met that many people where it's like it's it's just physical touch it's physical touch for me yeah there's there's definitely be some data around it um it's okay it's pretty much americans let me just see americans in general prefer quality time with their partners fewer want gifts and acts of service so yeah for men under 45 the most popular was actually quality time followed by physical touch both over indexed men 45 and over was first physical touch followed by quality time oh interesting yeah, it was first quality time, then words of affirmation for women in both gen- in both age groups. And for men, physical touch was in the top two. And I bet you, the interesting thing to me now is I wonder how many of the people that took the survey were white and how many were people of colour. That's so interesting. Because I think if you switched it up, I think you'd get different results. I... Because that's not how we... Exp- I, I, that's not... Like, words of affirmation doesn't really mean anything to me. If I'm I think words of affirmation is one of my top. Really? Yeah. Words of affirmation 
Anyone can speak. I think I think it's because. Oh, maybe it's because I work in. Uh, work in you you in, work with words. Yeah, no, literally, and like the, the carnal rule is show, don't tell. So I'm very much more interested in people's actions and what they say because people yeah. love to talk. Yeah, no, it's true. I feel like for me, it's because I have. I really. I really value what people say t- to me and like, what people, how people communicate. I think going back to this, like, I did a linguistics degree, a lot of my, everything I said was about communication. My work very much is a communication based type of role. Like, communication is important to me and how, what you speak is important. And then, like, acts of service is like straight behind that. Like, what you say and how you behave is two things that I observe the most. And then, really, it kind of also kind of follows, like, I miss quality time after that. Like, if you speak good to me and you behave well and you spend a lot more time, I spend, I will give you more of my time. And if I spend more time with you, I'm happy for, and feel more comfortable having physical touch. And then I don't mind gifts. Gifts is right at the end. So if I quality time, like, mm, I could not see you for eight months and that would be fine. Yeah. But you need to send me gifts every week. The gifts, oh my God, gifts have never been, but yeah, words are important to me words and quality touch but men i'm not even surprised that physical touch is right up there it's i think it's just the whole part of their biology that they're very physical beings but that being said in this case like um for josh i think he is interesting that they decided to dig a little deeper did he even get into much detail yeah he did he did talk about his childhood i don't remember it right now but like he did talk about his childhood i think actually ended up being a bit more it was and i i think that was my only thing about their session is i found it interesting that they didn't want to dig into why she her libido was so low yeah but they wanted to dig into why he wanted to have sex with her and i wonder if it was just they just wanted to um change that narrative where it's like we're not trying to say that she's in the wrong for not wanting to have sex and he's in the right for wanting to have sex we're saying why can't you accept your partner is mentally not in a space where they feel sexy or want to have sex and yeah by the end of the series they are having sex again it is good they enjoy it but they actually say that first the first time you meet them is that they did have sex no they they he he suggested it she said no then they did have sex and it wasn't nice because yeah because you've you've not not really listened to what i've said which is i'm not in the mood and you just sort of wind and wind and wind and now we've had sex and now you feel worse because it wasn't good and I feel terrible because it wasn't good. Um, But yeah, they they get back on track. I think that both of them, again, are not bad people. I think it's just that like, he didn't realise how important sex and yeah, I guess intimacy was to him. And she didn't think it would be such a big deal to withhold or like, maybe withhold, withhold the right word. to abstain. abstain from that for, for herself as well that was the thing it yeah. wasn't like she was like yeah I'm not having sex with you but I'm masturbating all day every day it was like I'm not I'm, I'm not, not even interested at all in being intimate with myself I don't yeah. really know I'm like so removed from myself right now yeah. um, and that must be really difficult and I think it would be nice probably if you were feeling like that to be able to come to a session with your partner I mean in this scenario where your partner is incredibly supportive I think it doesn't help if your partner is like yeah, yeah. and it yeah. is weird um, yeah. But if they're like, you know what, well, I love you regardless of whether we have sex again. But if you feel like this is important to you, yeah. I will come with you yeah. to these things and I will help in whatever way I can help. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, for me, I, I felt like, of course, this is an issue. But I felt like this couple could overcome it. It sounds like they did. 
So, yeah. two for two. Positive. Christine and Nadine. Christine and Nadine. Christine and Nadine were my favourite couple, if I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> okay. I, re- I just really... I was rooting for each of them as individuals. Like, I think that they are each other... They, like, this is their first proper love. And the both of them were sort of desperately clinging on to something that has clearly run its course. Mm. And the fact that they're both Middle Eastern, I think, brings its own. Like, both of them have very traumatic... Not traumatic, but their families had very homophobic Mm. um, views, which made coming out for both of them very Mm. nerve-wracking. And I think Mm. they probably hold on to a lot of that. And so finding each other, finding another person who has that shared, like, experience. It's a way that, like you know, all West African people, whether they're Ghanaian, whether they're Nigerian, have, like, shared family things in common. Like, it's yeah. so nice when you're talking to someone be like, oh, did your mum have that? Oh, yeah, because my, my dad did... Like, all of these stories yeah, that be, like... True. Like, that, that, like, uh, make you feel like part of a community. Yeah. And then... And you're both queer. And mm. you're both in love with each mm. other. Like, it, it... Now thinking about it, like, now articulating it here, I'm like, of course they didn't want to sort of Break up. Break up because they probably feel like home to each other. Yeah. But they open their session with, we need to transition into polyamory, which is something Christine (laughs) says, I think. And basically, Nadine has decided that she would like to be in an open relationship. Nadine, the way Nadine's wording was, after doing some soul searching, I've realised that I am a polyamorous. And she said it like, I am a lesbian. That's not the same thing. No. You want to date multiple people. That's not really a identity so much as something that you want to do and it kind of felt like for christine she had to just go with the times yeah um which again is very difficult because when i met you yeah we was in a monogamous relationship it was just one-on-one and now you're telling me that you've done some soul searching and you need to be in multiple relationships i don't know if i want to do that yeah but christine was like i'm willing to give it a go if we can like set the parameters but i need her to understand that it is gonna be difficult for me to see my love be someone else falling in love with someone else yeah. i'll team. be honest if my partner said that to me i think it's in the relationship for me personally because i'm like needs what well, what is it about me that makes you want to go out and find other people and i think i will take it personally and i feel like christine was without trying to make it sound personal and being as open and accepting as possible. She was she was being really kind about it, but I think maybe me, in my head, I'd be like, look, it's either me or not me. Like, it's either me or if you want to go and see the rest of the world, if you want to be out in the streets, you'll be out in the streets, but you don't need me. Yeah, I think, obviously, the first thing your therapist would say is you can't internalise other people's behaviours. Yeah, I know. Like, you just can't. Like, I know, I know. I know. And I know exactly why you'd be like, this is weird, what have I done, yeah. all of that stuff. It's very natural. But, like, that's the thing. You can't internalise someone else's behaviours. If I came to you and I said, you're not enough for me, I want to be with someone else, that person's making it explicitly clear so you can be like, damn, yeah, yeah. you don't want to be with me. But if the person comes to you is like, I just feel like I have a lot of love to give. Then give the love to me. And there are lots of people that I would like to share my love with. Well, I shouldn't be one of those people. But I feel like that's the thing. <laughs> Again, in in the situation, like even in this this mock conversation, you've immediately made this about, about you. you. I know. And I think that's the tricky thing is like you go to therapy and you learn to hold space for the other person. Yeah. And the tough thing when you're holding space for the other person is... You still feel the way you feel. Yeah, it's true. And so then you're like, 
I need whole space for you, but I also don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where you you then can you can then say I'm making a decision for me. Yeah. And the decision for me is I don't think I can handle this, yeah. and I don't want you to feel like you can't live your fulfilling polyamorous yeah. life because I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel awful every time yeah. you step out. Yeah. So I think the only thing that makes sense right now is for you to go away and pursue that, and for me to go away and yeah. and like just take some time and heal and find somebody who wants to be in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. And I think that is the only way you can have that conversation without it seeming like you agree to be in a relationship with me and you should be with me. And if you don't want to be with me, then like, like it's, and it's, it's, it's hard because to me in my head is like, it's black or white. It's, it's binary. Yeah. But it's, that 100% and, and, and is because was, that's how you see the world. Was, yeah. And the tough thing is like, you can know someone inside out, but like, people grow and adapt and sometimes the way they see the world yeah. is different. Like, Maybe I true. don't feel so... Call it commitment issues, call it whatever you want, but, like, I personally feel... I find it crazy, crazy that we feel like there's one person that I'm going to spend the rest of my lives with. Like, that gonna, is very weird to I me. I was going to ask you about the whole thing about the one and if you believe in the one. I don't think I do. Yeah. I think we've talked about this on the pod before, yeah, surely. Probably, yeah. I don't think I do believe in that. And I personally, as I was saying earlier, like, I see a lot of beautiful people on the planet. I'm like probably have a good time together like yeah. i think that the person who becomes your one is the person who you can spend them the you could do that with for a long time yeah. i think there are loads of people that you probably could have a really fun and fulfilling relationship with but it's like yeah. that was a year long thing like yeah. it was a whirlwind it was romantic it's we went on all these holidays incredible but it was also terrible we broke yeah. up and we're all better people for for doing it and the one is the one who's like do you know what I don't imagine that there will ever be a day I'll be bored of doing this with you. Oh, that's really nice. That's what I think yeah. of it as. Yeah. So I think for me, like, the, the idea that my partner is like, oh, there is someone that I've met who I'm attracted to. And again, this is all in theory. Yeah. Because I know I'm quite a jealous person. Yeah. And my partner actually came to me and said, here's a picture of a girl that I like. Huh? Marry her. <laughs> we would have to be in emergency therapy <laughs> session ASAP. Yeah. Because... Every second that passes since you say that statement to me, it's gonna be in the back I am becoming yeah. more and more unhinged. Yeah, yeah. We need to speak to someone now. Yeah. Because if I go to sleep and I wake up, oh my god, you will not be in this house. Yeah. Or I won't be here. Yeah. One of us is gonna go because I just I I I I personally have not yet evolved. So that's my thing about polyamory. Yeah. I think yes, it's possible to like probably like a lot of people, but I and I think I probably could like a lot of people. Yeah. But I also know that I am not evolved enough to share my partner with anyone because yeah. I haven't even got to enjoy you yet, yeah. just for me. Yeah. And I'm having to now imagine a universe where yeah. eighteen other people will get you. And I just, I, I, I couldn't do it for that reason. Yeah. And put me in the bin if you want to put me in the bin. Find a girl who's not jealous if you want to find a girl who's yeah. not jealous. But if you like me, you like all the sides of me. Yeah, that's true. Which is including the bad part. Yeah. And the bad part says, if you step out of this house, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, 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 never no, that. But, but like, still, yeah. you know, if like this is going to be a problem. We're not going to be able to do anything together without being yeah. like, was you, was you with that girl? Yeah, why, why were you looking at her? You know? It's hard. What I does she do? Yeah, I feel like because, yeah, I'm definitely more of the... Monogamy. Does she throw it back as well as I oh, do? you see, that's the thing. And I think because of knowing that my mind will never be settled if you're, like, looking at other people, I have to let you go or we need to break up so that I feel I have peace of mind. Because I will always be eating or beating myself up thinking that I am not good enough 
for said person if they think okay for them it's their decision they want to you know they want to explore other relationships but the way that my head is it's like if i'm not good enough for you i don't need to be with you i'll find someone else who can well i'll just be with myself and be happy yeah i think it, i think it's really tough and i think the thing with christine and nadine is like it's all well and good for you to have gone on this soul searching journey and figured but I've out not done that for you but i wasn't on that journey. journey and at the end of this journey i've realized i still don't like this yeah. for me so and you could tell like in the, the therapy sessions that i watched it's like everything always felt a bit mismatched they're like okay now we're living separately now we're breaking up um everything was very rocky but you know as always i'll laugh through it nadine was very nadine was very i think even kill yeah in a way that christine it made christine seem like she was quite hysterical mm. i think even though she she's not i think she's just a very emotionally aware person like mm. one of the things i really related to and i was like someone must have done more studies on this but christine has had ibs in the past yeah. because christine lived in gaza for a time lived through shellings lived through bombings yeah. lived through wars came to the us lived through 9-11 and being bullied as a result like yeah. she's had a hard time yeah and then finding out she was gay and apparently her brother was outed and it was yeah. all very very tough and during that time she had a really bad ibs yeah. she had to basically restrict her diet to chicken and rice like yeah. it was nothing and years have passed and she hasn't had it and since nadine opening up this relationship yeah. her ibs is bad yeah. it's back really badly and it's like yeah because i i believe ibs is stress related stress related yeah. for sure and like it's causing your partner like physical harm yeah. now and the thought in nadine's head is not maybe i shouldn't do this yeah. Like, maybe we should just keep doing this. And if it really isn't enough for me, we'll break up. Yeah. But what Nadine was doing was, oh, but we can, I don't, we can still make this work. But she's coming home and telling Christine she's fallen in love with someone else. Like, it's just, you're asking a lot, you're asking a lot from this person who never signed up for this. Yeah. I think that was Nadine's, to me, that was Nadine's, Nadine's fault. I don't think there's anything wrong with realising something about yourself. Yeah. That's like, oh, like a friend of mine, was um, pansexual the whole time I've known her and then realised while she was in a relationship with a man that she was in fact a lesbian. Mm. Like, what's she supposed to do? Not live her truth because she's figured that out? Like, you absolutely have to. But you also kind of have to accept that, like, the relationship that you're in may or may not expire as a result. I I mean... You can't necessarily have both both and force people to be uncomfortable so that you can not have to deal with the discomfort of having to end the relationship yeah. that has otherwise been very good. And that's what kind of frustrated me about the couple. Well, like, two things frustrated me about the couple. One, they came across very young and... They are young. They, yeah, sorry. They are young. And I know that, and we talked about this off, off the pod, that, you know, sometimes when we are talking about difficult things or hard things, we laugh sometimes as a kind of coping mechanism. So I definitely related... Like, you had some moments where you related to... Um, Christine, I had moments where I related to the both of them where they were like, yeah, you know, our lives are basically going to crap. And then they're laughing and Dr. Orna's like, but you're laughing. Mm. I'm like, what's going on? Why, what is going on? So I related to that aspect. But then sometimes I find it frustrating because I was excessively laughing and I knew why they were doing it, but it got annoying. Um, But the second thing that frustrated me the, the most and made me feel very sorry for christine was the fact that like you said nadine is going through her 
soul searching this is something that she, you know she believes is really important to her in terms of exploring other relationships but when you see it's done it is this is being done in the detriment of your partner that you love and care about i wish you just broke up with her like before they even end up in couples therapy like once they start this once she starts to see the impact that her decisions were having on the other person rather than trying to have your cake and eat it just let her go because i felt like it would probably give nadine some peace of mind that she can continue to explore the relationships that she wants to as part of her polyamorous like um like way or poly polyamorous decision but at least the person that she was in the relationship with and she knows that person is not for it at least you can let them go and let them do what they need to do and you don't know the past may cross and they may come back together but i just kind of wish that especially if you've seen that it's just doing more harm just let it go i think it's really interesting uh because it gets to the end and they're like you know we've actually really liked coming to these sessions and at that point i think they've not been together for a couple of weeks oh, actually really? yeah um, they have like trial separations and then the dean ends up moving back home and mm. they start sleeping together again and it's all very confusing but and one of the things that they talked about actually was that the like the dean says like i pushed christine away mm. with the like on purpose with the polyamory stuff because i was nervous that she was going to push like she was going to leave me and you learn that, like, basically, in Nadine's past, basically, she is her parents' only child. Yeah. And then they both remarried and had other children. Yeah. And what would happen is, when one family was would get sort of sick of her, they would send her off to go and be with the other one. Yeah. And so she's got this sort of... Uh, she's got abandonment issues. She's got this, like, rootlessness about her. And since she's come out, her dad doesn't speak to her at all. Yeah. And the relation the idea of ending things feels wrong to her mm. but equally there's a part of her that's like i should run before you leave me yeah and that's kind of what's playing out okay. and that's why they have this very elongated like you're right the minute she realized that she's polyamorous if she was if she didn't have the trauma that she had she might have been like you go do your thing i'm gonna do my big thing I still love you. Yeah. And maybe there's a version of this where we come back together. Yeah. But right now, I just think I would end up hurting you. Mm. And you would end up resent, like, resenting mm. me. So let's, let's leave it. Instead, she's sort of like, why can't I manage this and that? Yeah. Why can't you be happy that I'm still here? Um, and yeah, they just... It, like, she moves out and Nadine moves out. But then whenever she comes over, she they... So are flirting together and they're yeah. kissing and then they're sleeping together and then Christine's like oh maybe we're gonna get back together and the dean's like no 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 like and it's just this like constant cycle of like just go if you're gonna go i mean we've had friends where that they've they've been in like constant cycles of situationships with the same person and of course being like a third party and not you know not part of the relationship and you're just looking in and thinking wouldn't it be so simple if you just let it go and never speak to this person again? Like, why do you need to keep on going back? Because the cycle continues and it's always the same result. And you can tell there's a lot of love there. And it's good to understand a bit more about Nadine's background and some of the trauma that she's faced and why there's this level of, like, wanting to keep the connection, mm -hmm. even though the connection's pretty much done. 
Um, no, I think it's 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 even more complicated than that. So wanting to keep the connection while you are actively destroying the connection. Yeah. <laughs> like you, what you're doing is you're you're trying to put you get put Christine in such a difficult position that she has to push you away. Yeah. So then you can fulfill your abandonment fantasy, like which self- is that like, see, I was right. Yeah. She was gonna abandon us. It's self sabotage. Yeah, like, it's, it, it's literally that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's self sabotage. Yeah. But like. That, but you have two conflicting parts of you, which is the one that's like, I want to stay here forever, I love yeah. you so much, and the one that's like, ruin it, ruin it, ruin it, ruin yeah, it. And depending on the day, you're yeah. either ruin it or you're the girl who yeah. wants to stay forever. And for Christine, it's like, what the hell is going yeah. on? Yeah, I, I mean, I felt sorry for for her, but also like in my head, I was like, girl, stand up and leave. But I know it's easy. It's so easy said and done, and I know the way I'm. I can hear myself sounding so binary about everything, like. If it's not working, leave. Have the co- have the conversation on go, or have the conversation and do this. Like I know it, it's because so easy to say that when you're looking at a TV screen and seeing two people who are bit who are a bit broken at trying to fix something that probably isn't there anymore. I think, and the truth of it is, like it's very easy to be like go go go. But what are you gonna do when this is the one? Yeah, and you guys exactly. actually hit a hurdle yeah. that you could fix. Exactly. But you're just so your natural instinct is to be like, oh fuck this. Yeah. You're just gonna walk, walk away from that person. Who are you not gonna walk away from? No, it's true. And I do. When believe- are you gonna actually stand and yeah. fight? And I do believe. Like I know you don't believe in it, um, the one, but I do believe in the one. So I know that you have. There's gonna be. There has to be one person at the minimum that you're willing to, you know, run the fight, run the race for, and fight, fight through all the pain and stay committed to. Is, it's uh, it's not easy. I cannot imagine. No. Um, but. If they are the one, or if that if they are the person you've chosen, you have to you have to do it again through sickness and health, richer, poorer, you know, all those all those things that we say in the vows, and sometimes it's just seen as kind of like a joke or a throwaway, but it's actually so real. And I know they weren't married, but I'm just saying it's a, it's a commitment, it's a massive yeah, commitment. It is. One thing I found very interesting about this couple, and it's actually going back to Doctor Orna, we've always said that. You know, being a therapist, you have to be impartial and, you know... Well, you can't you, be. You're you, definitely going to have a you, bias. You're going to have a bias, yeah. But as much as possible, you kind of have to present yourself as being quite impartial to the situation and impartial to the couple. Um, and But we've seen definitely in previous seasons where Dr. Anna, Anna has definitely had moments where you can tell where she's leaning. What I found very interesting with this couple is how she's felt so, like, touched she by them such a she has, yeah exactly and because she herself is also from she's israeli israeli yeah and so when she's talking to her um like i don't know if they call it the community like group oh um, yeah i don't uh, know what they call that peer review peer review uh, basically she also speaks to a group of other therapists and other people in the industry as kind of like a soundboard for her thoughts and the the, the, the um, couples that she's speaking to and she's you know people that she's interacting with and it's also really good they always kind of throw to it and I think it's quite interesting because there are a diverse range of people um, which gives a really good perspective because Dr. Orna is a white woman or you know she's presented as a white woman having like talk to couples queer couples um, interracial couples, black couples, whatever race couples that are different to her. And so it's good that she has this kind of like, yeah, peer review. Um, and she talks about actually why she loves this couple, these, this couple so much. And she's almost rooting for them, knowing that actually it's not healthy for them to be together. 
and she talked about things like oh you know when i have my sessions with them they always hug me goodbye and it was actually very like it was very sweet to see this kind of soft side of dr orna and how you know being a therapist is not about you know just having a doctor patient kind of relationship is you build a relationship with them you, for you sure. root for them you you, you you make friends with them i don't think you're supposed to like go for drinks with them but you make friends with your with your patients and sometimes that can also mask some of the glaring issues that are there because she's like i'm rooting for them i want them to be together and i've definitely seen dr owners tell some couples in the past like i don't think you guys is this not working as a as a relationship and made it quite clear that you know I think she would, she, she would never, she would she would never divorce, say, but yeah. she would tell them like things are not working. Like you have so to you, work on this if yeah. you want to get past this. Yeah, she exactly. would never be like, yeah, give it up. Yeah, exactly. Whereas for this one, I, again, there's some episodes I missed, but I don't know how she, I don't know how she interacted with them around what they need to do to quote unquote stay together or if she gave any indications that a lot of work is required for them to I don't think she it. I don't think she actually ever did. I think yeah, you're right. She 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 voiced to us and she voiced at the end. Like honestly it did make me a bit weepy when they were like, We're gonna like miss coming here yeah. and seeing you. She was like, I'm gonna miss you guys too. Like I don't think she really has said that to mm-hmm. anybody. But like the the thing is they're so young and like they are genuinely so endearing and and I think she is just like rooting for them as people, yeah. not necessarily as a couple. Like she's yeah. like, yeah, I can tell that they both love each other very much and want to be together. Yeah. But I'm like, there's no way I can support either one of them and tell them to stay together, yeah. you know? So I think what she did a really good job of when their interactions was just holding space for both of them. Mm. So that like, hear what she's saying, hear what she's saying. Yeah. I feel that's what she focused on. She was never like, well, no, guys, why don't you just try and no. <laughs> try one more time? And like, like, no, she was like, it must be very confusing to have Nadine not live in the house anymore, but yeah. come around and make you feel like the time when it was, what it was like when you guys were yeah. together. Yeah. Is that like, Nadine, if that's not what you're really hoping, if that's not what you're thinking this is, perhaps yeah. here's the space to really express yes. what, yeah. what you're feeling in those moments. Like, I think she was rooting for them both to be like, go out into the one I want the best and most beautiful things for you yeah. both. Like, I don't think either one of you is the villain in this at all. Um, but I didn't get the impression that she was just like, I'm, I'm going to give you guys advice so that you stay together. Like, cause, cause like, I, you, I don't think you can give advice to a couple that's just not working. Um, and if you do, it'd be detrimental. I think the advice she gave them was more about them growing as people into the, what the is that yeah. they want from a relationship. Yeah. And, through doing that they realised they could not be together anymore yeah but you could tell like you know it was disappointing for them and for her yeah um so yeah yeah I just uh, I'm, I'm so sure that the two of them are going to be fine or at least I hope the two yeah. of them are going to be fine because like it's very hard I think to be in like people don't talk about how difficult it is being in a relationship. Like relationships always seem like things that people fall into or someone yeah. picks you and you're together you, and nothing fall bad in happens. Love, you know? But if you are carrying around a lot of trauma and that you know that you're going to have to carry into every single relationship, mm-hmm. like that can be, sometimes you're just like, why bother? Yeah. Like why bother? Like I might as well just sit here and be by myself because I know this thing's going to creep up and yeah. crop up and taint everything that I come into. Yeah. 
And yeah. I'm trying my best to keep my head above water, but some days I'm not going to be able to do yeah. it. And I need you to like have patience with me. I'm not also fly off the handle because if you do, then yeah, it is what it is. And that's why you know it's, it's that's why it takes so long to find someone, someone that you're willing to do that. Not for that. some people. What do you say? Not for some people. But no, no, okay, not for some people. But it's just finding someone that you're willing to tough it out with, even during those hard moments. Or who you are you know who you trust to be able to to be vulnerable and be like look this is what i'm working through this is something that i work through every day and understanding and knowing that that person will be like yeah i'm right here i'm right here for you yeah and it's 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 it's, it's it takes time or oh, sorry it's not easy that's the best way to describe mm-hmm. it it's not easy to find that person and it's also not easy to maintain the relationship and that's why when we see a lot of people just going into relationships relationships really nearly and then coming out of relationships also very very easily is because that foundation hasn't been built of like i know this person there for me mm. and also seeing how they are in tough times and seeing if they can yeah. handle it sean and erica are our last couple Ooh. this is the one where i'm be honest this you know every now and again i watch tv when i'm doing other things and sometimes i have to stop what i'm doing and do a double take and look at the screen and I'm screw facing the TV. I'm screw facing the TV after Sean. It's the same as the couple from the first season where the guy was just like, just completely unlikable. And he found yeah. out about his past. He felt very sorry for him, but he was really not a nice yeah. guy. Or um, Pip. Is it Pip and Will? Or, uh... No, I know who you mean. That wasn't their names though. No. It was Will. Will was the guy. Oh, from last season. The last season. Yeah, not them, but yes, they're a perfect example. Yeah. No, she, yeah, she was unlikely. Yeah, of someone who's just like, this person well. is just awful, and I don't... Like, you, your attempts to humanise them yeah. is not going to do it for me. And my main question is always, I don't know how you lie next to this person because <laughs> they are so awful. Yeah. Like, I could not get through a conversation with them. I don't know how yeah. you managed to marry them. Yeah. And I'm scrambling, like, were they a different person when you were like... What happened? Yeah, something must have happened. Sean has possesses every single trait that would make me run a mile. Yeah, honestly, honestly, he's he gaslights the shit out of his wife. Tries to gaslight Orna, and she's like, nah. Tries to gaslight himself. Like he's (laughs) gaslighting so much, he doesn't even realize he's gaslighting anymore. It's crazy. So they've come to couples therapy because as. Erica says, and like Erica again, Queen Delusional was like, I feel like my marriage, our family is 90% good. The only 10% that's the problem is that Sean has, de- de- has mo- cheated on me multiple times. Jesus. What do you mean that's 10%? Jesus! That's 10%. Why are we here if it's only 10%? Exactly. If it was truly 90% good, 10% bad, Different. you'd be good. You'd be fine. Yeah. You can work through it. You no, don't need either. to fear. Yeah. Baby, it's 90% bad, 10% good. Yeah. You've got the you've got the detail, you've got yeah. the percentages all mixed up. Here comes Sean now. Well, I didn't cheat on you. You she was like, I asked you if you had an affair. He's like, yeah, and I didn't have an affair. I stepped out on you. Oh, Sorry, what does that mean? Let's so, put it as so, bluntly as possible. You fucked someone else. else. And well, apparently fucked. Out of state. Out of state. Yeah, he's like, that. doesn't count. It's not cheating if I cheat if I sleep with someone else. That, I'll be honest, so I remember what Wendy Williams, like, uh, ripped Wendy, the Wendy Williams show. When she would say, you know, for people that want to have a threesome, go and find a houseboy out in a different country. Um, 
and or house boy or house girl in a completely different country have sex there and never make sh- never bring it up and never do it in the united states and she'll always say it in terms of like okay so you may have a threesome in another country it doesn't mean it's cheating it doesn't mean it's going out of the marriage and i'm like it doesn't matter where it is it happened anyway that was my little reminder every, you, every trick not even trick in the book because like the, i'm telling you, the, the the mental loopholes he was creating were crazy yeah so the first one is it wasn't cheating i stepped out on you it wasn't cheating it was in different countries it wasn't cheating because we had a threesome once so we're in an open marriage it wasn't cheating because you i thought you knew Every excuse, he never once said, I'm sorry for doing that. No, he never said, I acknowledge that I was so Not horny once. that day that I acted on that. He never, he said, One time you called me when I was on the trip and I said I was horny, and you said I would have thought you would have taken care of that by now. She said, Yeah, I meant masturbation, masturbate. I meant jerk off. I didn't mean go and fuck someone down the street. He was like, Yeah, because you, I was in a country where you could just pay for sex. So I was like, Wait, this is even worse. You paid to cheat on me. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, you paid to cheat on me. He, I'm I, not getting it. No, I'm, I'm not my, getting it. You're not making sense to, to me. me like, I need you to explain it to me properly because... And the worst thing is, any questions she asked about it, he would just be like, oh, why are we still talking about this? Yeah. Or he... My thing that grinds my gears is when he was... She would ask a question and he would answer, answer with a question back. When Dr. Orna asked him a question, he would answer with a question back. As if he is too smart. Like, like, oh, when did you do that? When did I do that? I'm like, what? Answer the damn question. Yeah, when did you do that? Yeah, like, well, when did you do that? It's like, but why did you Why did you go there? Why did you go why to... Why are we uh, talking about, about this? this? And then why are we still talking about this? I'm like, stop asking the question with a question and just answer the question. Another response he had for the cheat is, I didn't cheat on you because monogamy is a farce. Why are we married? I know. Why do we get... No, no, no. Explain to me. By the logic that you just said, why do we bother to get married? Because if monogamy is a farce, why Why don't I have several people I've slept with? Why are you the only person who slept with someone? It's not making sense. No, and then when Dr. Orna was like, you know, why do you think you're here? Or what work needs to be done? And then he'll be like, she she needs to fight. My wife needs to be stopped. Needs to stop being aggressive. She needs to get over it. Exactly. And that really grinded my gear again. My gears are just being grinded and grinded. Whenever and grinded. Dr. Warner would ask him a personal question about himself, he would Deflect. switch and divert it back to, I don't really see why we need to talk about my childhood. No, because When she... her problem is that she's... Yeah. I might have a conversation with myself. I might exactly. Have a conversation with you. Listen, a person can't argue with themselves. No. You can't argue with yourself. Honestly. So even if you feel like you're the, you're, you're the bigger person in the situation or you're the person who's, who's not, is in the right... You are still engaging in the argument. Yeah. So at the end, we're both coming out of this angry. You're not yeah. better than me for it because you are still engaging in behaviours that's led to this argument happening. Yeah. Right? So for you to really sit here and be like, the problem is that she's aggressive. Are you then not aggressive back to her? Exactly. Or is she just by herself aggressive into a vacuum? Exactly. And, okay. One Wait, of the yeah. things that I thought was really interesting is Dr. Orna, when at her peer review, she's, at, one of, at her peer review where it's just like her and one other 
therapist mm. she says how do you conduct therapy when people are not committed to truth and honesty mm. and i was like that is the real talk yeah you have to be so open yeah. in therapy or otherwise save your money yeah and he did the same thing that guy did in the first season yeah. where he's coming in there being like let me tell you 18 stories yeah i'll order that ask you a genuine question I don't know why you're asking me all these questions. Why are you focusing on me? Yeah. Focus on her. Yeah. You've come here because you, your wife has either forced you to come here or you've come here because you're saying you are the problem. Yeah. When you sort out your problems, we can be happy. Yeah. And then you come here and then I want to ask you a question. Like, oh, why are you oh, asking me? Like, why I'm... are you at a therapy session no. if you don't want to be honest? Yes, yeah, because, they, because they've been forced to come. Then don't come. Yeah. My favourite and what kind of... There are of other people that are probably desperate to come to, to these sessions. Therapy. Yeah. Because my thing, when I was watching this, two, two points came to mind. Firstly, when they did a bit of a cold open for the season and the t- they kind of did a flash through some of the key moments of the of the show and Dr. Orna turned around and said, I don't think I'm the right therapist for you. That got me in. That that was the hook. Yeah, I, was, sure. I realised I've never heard Dr. Orna basically push back and say, not even like I don't like you or you're doing something wrong or you know breaking out of character all of her I've never heard her basically say this is not working and like I actually was like which couple is she saying that to who is she breaking up with because she honestly in that sense she was breaking up with them saying I'm not the person for you and then she come they come back in the front of the session yeah. and I think almost she needs to kind of this happens in a previous this happened in a previous Did season it? yeah where it's like I think you guys need to figure out Literally the last season. That oh, forget your oh, with them um, Will and the yeah, part, yeah. Whether this is this is actually a process that you want to participate in. But just for her to even say the way she the way she said it in this season, felt even more. Oh, she was stressed. Tough. Yeah, she said at the beer review, yeah. "I don't know how to help this guy." Yeah, I think he's a he's a gaslighter. He's manipulative. Yeah. He doesn't answer any question, and I can't get to him. Like, I can't bring him into the sessions. I can't bring him into the room. I can't get to where he's at mm. because he doesn't want to participate. Yeah. And I, I can't keep... And I listen, I have a lot of respect for her because this is how I felt about a project that I've been working on, actually. It's like, I feel like we are just butting heads. Yeah. And the other person's coming out of it feeling good. Yeah, and I'm feeling drained. Yeah. And I'm feeling like, I actually don't want to spend my... It's not even like I'm feeling drained. This is not how I want to spend my time. Yeah. So unless we can find a place where people are going to be open and honest, yeah. so we can get what we need to get done, done, mm. there is no point in us having this conversation, yeah. is there? Because you've just come in here to flex. Like, oh, I'm right, I'm right, yeah. I'm right. You could text me that. Yeah. You can email me that. I don't yeah. need to come out of my house for this. Yeah. Um, and she was really going for it. Yeah. No, you, oh, you could tell because the way she even was speaking in the peer review and then also to the, her, um, I'm going to call her the guardian angel because I can't remember Supervisor. Her name. <laughs> guardian angel is so funny. What do you mean? This is a human, by the way. This is another human therapist. Yeah, this is not a fantastical it's or not fantasy a show. Angel. It's not no. Orna talking in her dream <laughs> to try and figure out what she should do. She's fully awake. But like, the way that she was speaking to her supervisor and be like, look, that really, like like you said, that really drains me and I don't know what to do with this couple. And you could she even said it. She found, she found some triggering. Tri- yeah. And that was the thing. I was like, you could tell she was triggered. And like, she's probably been, and, and she she never really goes into her own personal life. And I think there's a reason for yeah, it. Yeah, she's mentioned she's divorced. Yeah. I, think. I feel like there's traits in him, there's traits in that Italian guy from series one 
that she can see like this is my partner from before and how he used to behave and how he used to treat me Wow, you're um, really inferring a lot. I am inferring That's a lot. Then she, that, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. But some triggers are based in But a trigger doesn't mean it's her husband. It could be a dad. That's not true. That's not true. That's true. That's true. Could be a brother. Could be anyone. Okay. Could be literally anyone. It could be anyone. So it would be the... Uh, but basically... <laughs> retract the statement then, before we get sued I'll retract it. I think it's... I think basically trigger means that someone has done she has been the erica in, in yes, some situation yes. we don't know what situation we don't know what dynamic but she has been the erica and i think i mean i felt i felt triggered even watching that the com- conversation and the dynamics between sean and erica just mainly for the fact that sean could never answer a question and that's one of the things that frustrates me a lot um you learn we- you learn some stuff about sean where that like but before we get to that, one one other big thing, major thing in their relationship is that Erica works and Sean yeah. is a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. And this has become a sore point for them because basically their daughter now goes to school and Erica and Sean always thought that... Erica always thought the plan was that Sean would take care of their daughter till she went to school and then he would get a job. He has since not found a job. So he's just in the house doing God knows what because old girl's gone to school. Yeah. He says, this is him to, this is him to Erica. I value the time I spent with my daughter over working. So, yeah. So then Erica gets was triggered. Weirdly, tri- that was triggering to me, too. Erica was gets triggered. Tri- I, was, I was like, I was sorry. I so triggered. What yeah. is the, so, you can't say a statement without trying to make your wife look bad. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, I like being at home. Yeah. I like being at home. If I'm going to be honest with you, I don't like working. I like being mm. at home. You've made it sound like she doesn't give a heck about her daughter. Yeah. And you're the only person who does. He's, so then Erica gets very triggered and she's like, I grew up dirt poor. Mm. I've worked my ass off to get here to put a roof over not just my head, but yours and our daughters. Mm. And it feels very frustrating to me when you are choosing to sit at home so I have to continue working my ass off. Yeah. And then your response is, I love our daughter. I guess I'm the only one who loves our daughter, I guess. Then he's like, oh, I had kids before I married Erica. Because I married Erica, I can't see them no more. So I want to spend every waking morning moment with our daughter. She's at school. You're not... Where, she's at school. So what are you doing when she's at school? Are you working at the school? No, tell me, are you working at the school? Because if you're working at the school, I'll drop it. So Get a job at the school because yeah. you love her so much. Get a job at the... Become a teacher. Become a backpack. Yeah. Become the school bus driver. Yeah. Please, just get a job. All I'm asking is for you to get a job. Yeah. I don't care what the job is, but get one. Yeah, that was... I would also like to spend time with my daughter, but I can't because I'm working all out of the day to support us because you want to hang out with our daughter. Oh, God. I just, to me, I've They can't that... fill the void of your other kids, by no. the way. Oh, that is a relationship that you cannot fix by having spent all time with your other daughter. Yeah. Because trust me, those kids will still come up to you, but you didn't do nothing for yeah. us. That's very true. So... Rather than you pouring every moment into your daughter, get a job. But you learn that basically when he was younger, his mum was very like, very much like Erica. Yeah. And ambitious, get a job, do this, do that. And um, he resented her because she didn't spend any time with her, with them. Yeah. I think he lived with her grandparent. His grandparent was quite elderly and he ended up looking after them while the mum was out. Out was out all the time. Yeah, the grandma, a grandpa, all the grand, his, a grandparent got very sick and the mum got very sick around mm. the same time that they both died. Mm. So in his head, everything's fleeting. 
make the most of the things that you can while you can mm-hmm. and working is not something to him that's like this is what I'm going to remember when I'm dead what's going to he's going to remember is spending time with his daughter which mm-hmm. okay fair enough that sounds yeah. like a very traumatic thing again when Orna's trying to unpack it he's like that's enough I, I've already told you the story I don't want to talk about this no more um but whenever Erica's basically being like team ambition team ambition it's just really triggering for me I, it just feels like I'm having a conversation with my mum and I don't want to talk about it mm. I don't want to work really it's a people what you yeah, want to say I don't yeah. want to do this yeah. but I can't I don't feel like I can tell her and that is a completely reasonable thing in that case in this situation Erica has Erica's so Erica that he does not feel like he can speak to her about yeah. the fact that he doesn't want to work yeah. equally though <laughs> equally though it feels like perhaps you maybe I think like you said all of these things come down to communication I think if you were honest with your wife she wouldn't feel like you were just making it up now yeah to get out of work so that she can continue yeah. to work and also what she's trying to tell you is I'm tired yeah like this... I would like to scale back my hours yeah. I would like to spend more time yeah. at home I need you to pick up the sack so I, I can just do shed that loads. I'm not the only parent I'm not the only breadwinner um, yes. and it's, it's really interesting as well because seeing their dynamic we are now seeing um, in the world that we live in you know women some women out earn men and you know that perception of men being the breadwinner that is changing in some households where the woman is a breadwinner and does the 9 to 5 or does go out and does the jobs and there are more stay at home dads it's probably marginal in comparison like, the, to the bigger picture, but it's, you know, it's, it is growing. So it was interesting that they brought a couple like this on mm-hmm. to be part of this season. And also interesting to see the perspective of um, Sean when it came to Erica and her being the breadwinner. And I was actually surprised that the... He really didn't go. Yeah, he didn't care. I thought there'd be more ego about it, but he didn't. And that also made me worry, like, not worried, but most made me think, like, why, why do you view the world of work like that? And why are you leaning on Erica? And are you resentful towards Erica because she is the one that's bringing in I don't think he cares. I think the resentment was all Erica towards him. I would like to be at home with our child and I cannot be at home. She said, the only... Her relationship with her daughter was not good, but but thanks to the pandemic, she was able to work from home. That's really sad. Yeah, no, it's true. That's really sad. Yeah. And I think obviously for Erica, she probably is looking at him go to the park, swinging her around, and being like, yeah. "I that should be me yeah. actually, or at least I should get a go." Yeah. No, you're. Sure. I'm working all day every day, so you can spend all day every day with her, and I'm I'm coming home and she's fast asleep. Yeah. She doesn't even know me. She doesn't remember oh, me. Oh, that's so sad. I get to spend any time with her. That's really sad. And all I'm asking is for you to just pick up the slack so I can at least get one day and you're telling me but I love my daughter too much. Oh, my God. And I don't. I feel like, I don't know where we're at socially in. I was just thinking about this and the, what was the other thing that we watched? Oh. Ultimatum? Yeah. Yeah. People who have jobs are just like always maligned in a way that I'm like, what are you talking about? We literally all have jobs. No. But but equally, I think about the fact that like people in my workplace have children, and I'm like, how do you even do this? At the end of the day, I just want to cry. Yeah. That's all I want to do. I'm tired. I'm I'm. I'm talking to my sister. Talk about She's like, imagine every day you got to cook food. Yeah. For your for your, for your family of four. Yeah. 
Oh my god! I don't know. No, even that's what you need to share. You need to share the load. Yeah, yeah I can't do that. You have to share the load because it's like, I can't. It can't all just be resting on one person. I can't all only just be working, and I can't only just be looking after the house. It needs to be. A I balance. don't do any of it. No one wants to, but you know, money needs to come in some way. But get a housekeeper. I'm so done. I want to just spend time with you guys. I don't want to have to worry about who's going to yeah. make the food. Who's going to wash the dishes? Yeah. Who's put the boys to bed? Who's going to read the book? No! Yeah. Well, I mean... I'm... I want to hear... Has anybody heard any good jokes today? <laughs> Fun so facts? What are we reading the news? I know you're five, but you've read a book, surely. But I, I mean, perfectly honest, out of all the couples, that was the only one where I was... I would have been okay if they split. But... They're still together. Yeah, there is some... I mean, they didn't show me what it is about each other that they were obsessed with. But there was something about... I think there's something about... The, the, I told you, Erica's delusional. From yeah. when she said, it's only 10% of my marriage that I'm happy with. But then you hear about the job, but then you hear about the cheating. It's like, that's, baby, that's it's at least 20. Oh. No, it's at the very least is 20. Yeah. At the yeah. most, it's 90. Yeah, come on, it's a flip. You're uh, unhinged. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe you're not... You aren't... Like, you're not the hero in this either. No. Because I don't... Again, he was so unlikable. I don't know how you end up marrying a man no. like that. Unless you are a little bit unlikable, but you're just... You just happen to be less unlikable than he is. Yeah, again... Oh, baby. I just... It just... And also, in the episodes that I watched, I just never saw... I saw things calm down in terms of Sean and Dr. Orna, but I never saw love between... No. Um, Erica and Sean. Also, so. I don't know what the situation is with Sean and his other kids, but I can't imagine being married to a man who has other children that he doesn't see. Yeah. Unless... Personally. Unless he does other... Like, he finds ways to connect with them. No. It's just... Yeah, it's... I cannot... I For me personally, that would be a trigger for me. Yeah. I do not want somebody's child knocking on my door in some yeah. years to come to say, my dad never did nothing for me, but he yeah. was here looking after your kids. Not me. Yes. I'm not perpetuating. That's one thing that I'm we're all trying to break generational curse and generational yeah. cycles that one I could never perpetuate yeah, yeah. whatever we need to do to make this work like sometimes it's like oh maybe the mum is annoyed at him whatever whatever we need to do just, yeah. let's do it yeah. because they're also my child yeah. sibling like yeah. what the hell are we doing here yeah. Yeah. what are we doing here oh, God. but I... that's not even the, the, the worry in this relationship that's not the problem in this no, relationship no it's just the dynamic and respect yeah. like he just thought I didn't get the impression that he loved her and he's that's just why a very weird guy he's just a yeah. very weird guy and I don't get how you fall in love and have a child and get married yeah. with someone who is that who is lying so often that they don't even know that they're doing it oh, anymore like when I say I've never I've actually never seen because the way he was gaslighting, you would think that he was taking the piss. Like, he was actually deli- doing it on deliberately yeah. to, like, poke fun at gaslighting. Because he was like, mm, you, didn't ask the right, you didn't ask the right question. You should ask me, have I ever stepped out on you? Not have I ever cheated on you? You said, am I having an affair? No, I'm not having an affair. I just slept with 15 other people. It's oh not an affair. Gosh. Oh, just shoot I... me in the face. Yeah. Since I... you hate me so much, you must hate me. Yeah. Just kill me. I mean, they're still together now, and I only wishing the best but you just need to be so careful who you go with I don't know for them like I don't even want to say I wish you the best as I've said I have sympathy for every single one of these people with Sean and Erica I think again 
I I personally believe that like like I said, everybody's got trauma. Everyone's got baggage that they're bringing into a relationship. Yeah. Your baggage is not response. You can't use it as an excuse to just be a prick. Mm. And I just think he's he's a prick. Mm. Sorry, he is. But I and I also think she. It's the same with the woman in the first one. How on earth did you get into a relationship with this guy yeah. who's so obviously a prick? If you are not also kind of a prick, yeah. who's attracted to pricks, you're not. A, you're definitely not a nice. I just don't. I can't imagine you're a good person if you if you are with somebody who is like that and has excused their behaviour to this point. Yeah. Uh, she strikes me as the kind of person who would fight the woman that he slept with rather than yeah, fight the him. man. Yeah. Anyway. That but was couples therapy. That was couples therapy. It was always a journey with couples therapy. What are you giving this season? About a five? I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Mm. I'll give it a three. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy, I just enjoy watching the show. I really enjoy all of I give I, order a five. Yeah. I love, I love, yeah, she's so, I love the faces she makes when yeah. she's like, maybe this doesn't make no sense. Would you, like, would, would you have as a therapist? Um, hopefully I, I don't need to do couple no, therapy. No, not a couple therapy, just like a general therapist. Uh, no, I'm happy with my therapist, thanks. She knows me. Oh, no, that's me. It's important. And she laughs at my jokes, so... Okay. She's my number one fan, really. Yeah. It'd be crazy to give that up. I don't know if Orna would laugh at my jokes, you know what I mean? I think she would, but she would only, like, smirk. I think she some would... of it might get lost in translation. Yeah. Oh. oh She's yeah, American. Yeah. But anyway, what are we doing next week? What are we doing next week? We are doing... So, so the OC. So then the OC. Season two. Yeah, hopefully it's good. I'm listening. The reality TV programs at this moment are not hitting for me. Like, I'm telling you, the ultimatum was so disappointing. I'm actually thinking just to give up on no, that whole genre. So, no, we can't but selling. Up. Also, I don't even remember what happened in the first season. I'm actually watch like the last episode yeah. of the first. I've season. I've watched second season. I've watched the second season now. Yeah, maybe it's worth. Is it worth watching? watching? I thought so. Okay, yeah. exciting. Yeah, I mean, I breeze through it very quickly. Wicked. So, we love to yeah. breeze. That has been couples therapy. We have chatted. We've had our own therapy session. And now it's time to remind you before you leave to like, comment, subscribe, and all that fun stuff. And um, yeah. And yeah. This has been Special <laughs> and Giggles. Yeah. Kiss. If you are a fan of the, if you're a true fan of the podcast, you should kiss somebody to this right after the pod. Great. say... Can't wait to be in couples therapy with you. <laughs> that is actually a new pickup line. No, uh, I think that's it. Go, wait, right, that is how, forget the kiss. Your challenge this week is if you see a hot person, you should go up to them and be like, can't wait to be in couples therapy with you. What type of toxicity are we What's toxic it? about that? That's healthy. Being in couples therapy is actually healthy because some of us have baggage that we are carrying around that we've got healthy wealth. I think that's a great hinge prompt. I know that I like you if we go, if we go on couples therapy together. Damn, that's you completely lost the sex the sex appeal of my one. My one's mysterious and sexy. Yours is the sex appeal is saying that I sad. like you to the point where I would want you to go therapy with me. But anyway, this has been Scripts and Giggles with Shoshana. Alright then, thanks guys. Bye. Bye. I don't think it's a bad thing to say. Oh. No, I don't like it at all.